Is there a desire in you to not just attend revival, but live in revival? Welcome to the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Saldivar. I've been in revival for the last 10 years, as well as traveling and being a part of many revivals throughout the United States. I'm going to be sharing with you how to live a radical lifestyle of revival on a daily basis. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. We're excited that you guys are here. We are doing no long intro tonight because the YouTube trim feature has been messed up. So we're going to jump straight into it. I'm super excited to be with my guest, Big Nick. Hey, what is up, bro? What's going on, man? Thanks for having me. Man, we've been having so much fun. I said, if you live closer, we could do a comedy stream because we've been laughing all day. <laughs> my brother's already laughing because we've been making jokes all day, dude, and laughing. So at some point, we're going to do a comedy stream together. But guys, we are on episode 145 of the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. There's already 500 of you jumping in here. Let us know in the comments where you guys are watching from. Make sure that you share this broadcast. I'm telling you, Big Nick has such a powerful testimony of the, I already feel the presence of God, but such a strong testimony of how God saved him, spared him, brought him out of that Hollywood lifestyle. And he's gonna be sharing that. We have a lot of topics to cover. So guys, without further ado, help me welcome on Big Nick. Thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having me, man. It's a blessing to be on such an anointed stream, you know? Come on, man. So thank you. So you guys have seen him on TikTok. His stuff goes viral. I'm trying to figure out how he's making all his videos go viral. <laughs> but man, his stuff is super powerful. He has a strong testimony. So tonight, I really want, because it's his first time on the channel, I want to start with his testimony, talk about his upbringing, and then we're going to hit some topics. We're going to have fun. We're going to do Q&A later, read the chat. A lot of you know him from Vine from back in the day. He had a very big viral page. And so let's start with just your upbringing. I know you had some health issues growing up. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about your upbringing bringing your parents give us a little bit of that absolutely yes yeah. so um you know i was born uh with a, a skeletal condition called dwarfism okay and so early on you know satan was attacking my health right um i was actually supposed to uh result in a miscarriage this is a revelation that god gave oh. me um but you know it didn't happen and instead of a miscarriage there was like i think on like the eighth chromosome there was like uh, a lack of collagen production, which created the skeletal dysplasia that I had when I was born, you know? Okay. So growing up, like, I had a lot of uh, health issues that came with that, right? Uh, I was constantly in the hospital. I was born without a neck bone. Wow. Uh, and they had to put C-coral in it, and I was in a halo, like, since I was a baby for a couple years. Wow. Um, went through a lot of suffering with that. Um, you know, I was constantly having to get uh, eye checkups and stuff like that, uh, and I even went blind in my left eye when I was nine years old. Okay. So, you know, Satan tried the miscarriage and it, and it didn't work. Come on. Then he tried to make me blind in both eyes because I was supposed to go blind in my right and left eye. I was, I was a kid. I was like nine years old, right? Uh, going to the eye doctor to get just a regular eye checkup, right? Like didn't expect anything crazy. And um, it went from just your regular checkup to... Uh, the doctor basically saying, like, you're about to go blind in both eyes. You need to go get a surgery right now. And wow. I'm like, oh, my gosh. It was called a retinal detachment, right? And so I'm like a nine-year-old kid sitting in the doctor's office. Devastating. Yeah, and I'm like, what is going on? Like, I already went through this crazy, like, neck thing in a halo when I was four, you know? And now, like, at nine years old, I'm about to lose vision in both my eyes. Mm. So literally, like, the day after, I went to go get an operation. And um, it, was, it was scary, but, like, I had no choice but to just keep moving forward yeah because like what could i have done about it like yeah. if it was gonna happen it was gonna happen you know and uh i walk in there walk out and by the grace of god i only lost vision in my left eye when they did the operation they okay. were able to laser my right eye 
So Satan tried to make me blind and that didn't work. Satan Come tried on. to give me a miscarriage and it didn't work. Or Satan tried to give my mom a miscarriage and it didn't work. Uh, he tried to, you know, remove the neck bone in my neck and that didn't work. And I'm telling you, like, my health was constantly attacked because I do believe that there are there is spiritual things that we can't see yes. of, you know, principalities knowing the calling before we know it, essentially, yeah. you know? Because, like, I went through all this crazy stuff and I'm like, why Why did Satan try to take me out so much, yeah, you know? Yeah. And that's not where it ended. Like, I had a lot of issues down the line as well, health-wise, but that was basically my upbringing. Like, I was constantly in the hospital battling uh, medical issues. And guess what, dude? Recently, I went to get all my blood work done, went to get all my uh, stuff checked out three years into salvation, and my health has been in the best pristine condition on, it's ever been in on. because it's the lord man yes. it's jesus christ you yes. know um and he will he will renew our youth uh like the eagles the book of psalm says you know yeah. so i'm thankful man like god's grace has been upon me but you know he was able to although satan was trying to like completely end me uh ever since i was a child god had a greater purpose and Come he on. wasn't gonna allow that plan to be uh carried out you know what yeah. i mean so. I always say too, you're on borrowed time. When I talk to people, mm -hmm. there was so many moments where I should be dead from just catastrophic accidents. Mm -hmm. And I know the Lord kept sparing me over and over and over again. Yep. And now I feel like I live my life where it doesn't belong to me. Like mm -hmm. without God sparing me and sparing you over and over again, mm -hmm. we wouldn't even be here. So now I'm living on borrowed time because the time doesn't belong to me. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't for God's divine intervention. And we see this throughout scripture, the devil always attacking as the person's young, mm -hmm. always trying to stop them from their destiny. And you are very outspoken against the works of the devil yeah you're yeah, very yeah. out we're going to talk about some of it tonight but you have a yeah. lot of viral content because what most creators are afraid to talk about because i don't mm -hmm. want to get canceled i don't want to speak against this community i don't want to speak against this religion mm -hmm. i don't want to speak against this demonic plan yeah. you've been willing to step up and say i'm going to come against these demonic strategies these are principalities these are powers in our culture and man i praise god for you because we need more voices that are willing to come against the demonic agenda. Amen. Like we know the devil's agenda is real. We know the devil's real. We know that he's working, he's prowling. And so I'm, I'm just excited to see your content because you've really come against him. I saw your stuff maybe two years, two and a half years ago, probably right when you got saved. Yeah. You were speaking at a church and I think I commented on TikTok like, oh, I need to get you on the podcast. That yeah. was right when my podcast had started. Yeah. And here we are 145. It only took me 145 episodes <laughs> to get you on. But here we are 145 episodes later in person, which I'm very excited about. So you you had a lot of health issues growing up. The devil tried to steal you, tried to kill you, steal your calling. Mm -hmm. And you've prevailed through all of that now. Um, tell me about growing up. You, what Were you Christian? Did you grow up in a Christian home? What was the... What was the climate like in your house yeah <clears throat> so i actually grew up in a hindu household okay so i come from a long generation and bloodline of hindu worship mm. or hinduism you know and uh, uh hindu god worship and uh that's how i grew up i would go to the chin mission every week which was like basically like the hindu version of church it was like the temple okay. where we would go we would worship like all the deities and stuff like that we do all the rituals and everything every sunday i was put in a uh, a Hindu Sunday school, so to speak. Okay. Um, and so I was basically raised up in the temple from whenever I was like uh, a young baby all the way until like 17 when I moved out of wow. my parents' house. And what is the basis of Hinduism? For those that don't know, what is, what is, the, what is Hinduism? <laughs> what are you worshiping? What does it look mm -hmm. like? So Hinduism is a polytheistic religion and there's a million different gods, right? Wow. Um, and they believe in stuff uh, like reincarnation, they believe in like practices like yoga, uh, meditation, uh, kundalini energy, which is all demonic, by the way. Yeah. We we know that obviously, but uh, 
you know, th opening your third eye. I mean, all these new age practices come up from the Hinduism that I was raised in, mm. you know? And so when I hear things like, uh, you know, Christians partaking in yoga, when I hear things like Christians partaking in meditating and opening the, their third eye, I'm wondering, like, are we serving the same God? <laughs> because on. you're directly going against what our true only God believes in, Come on. you know? And unfortunately, like, the issue is that the New Age movement has creeped into a lot of Christianity, and I'm seeing y'all, like, partake in the same Hindu practices that God set me free from. Wow. You know, like, what is going on here? And so that's why, like, I, I'm, I'm so hardcore about the gospel just because I believe what the Bible says, yes. you know? And I've seen, you know, I've, I've been able to witness, like, the complete other side yeah. of, like, the opposite of Christianity to know, like, hey, this is something that we should not be partaking in. Yeah, and there's a lot of Christians that defend yoga. They defend the third eye. We've been doing a lot of content on this with some ex-New Agers. Mm -hmm. Even when these ex-New Agers come on, the church still defends them and mm -hmm. I'm, still defends these practices. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, these are people coming out of, well, you Hinduism, yeah. coming out of these incredibly demonic, ritualistic practices yeah and then we're gonna sit here and instead of defending the gospel and my thing is man a lot of these christians defend yoga more than the gospel ha they defend <laughs> drinking more than the gospel they defend opening your throat like oh that's just my penal gland i'm like oh now you're worried about health you <laughs> yeah, 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 right? about health, right. double cheeseburgers every day <laughs> but now we come against the third eye and you're like well that's just a gland that controls so we have all of these demonic practices and the, and the worst part is you know this yeah Preachers are starting to do this. I know, dude. What do you think about that? Preachers are starting to teach classes prophetic. They're not prophetic. They're pathetic classes. Yeah. <laughs> prophetic classes of how to open your third eye, how to do these prayer sentences. And, they're, so and then they incorporate, you know, talking to Gabriel and talking to Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bringing in uh, even like not just the angels, but now they're yeah. praying to saints. And they're yeah, trying yeah, to yeah, bring yeah. that into... Protestant Christian orthodoxy. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And Christians are fine with it. I don't we understand don't, because it. Because we don't read, because we don't pray, <laughs> mm -hmm. because we don't do spiritual warfare, we don't know the Bible, mm -hmm. we've allowed these spirits in, and a lot of prominent pastors are yes. getting involved in, you know, wellness, yeah. wholeness, and they're marketing it as, well, this is just a wellness book. Yeah. Then you read the book that a pastor recommends, yeah. and it's all new age. I know, dude. It's all yoga and Hinduism. So what, what are your thoughts on some of this infiltration of the new age? Well, I don't know. How, as a Christian, you could defend yoga? As an ex-Hindu, yoga literally means yoke, and you're yoking with these demonic Hindu deities. Wow. So you're doing these positions, and in the spiritual realm, you're actually given authority and legal access for these demons to enter you because the yoga positions that they have created is a form of spiritual worship. So when you're worshiping an entity that is not Jesus Christ— uh, which, I mean, Jesus is an entity. He's God, but yeah. you know, just for yeah, lack of better yeah. words. When you're worshiping something other than Jesus Christ, like yoga, where it's worship to Hindu deities, you are allowing demonic spirits to inhabit in your soul. And that's why even in... Uh, you know, Hinduism, they have like kundalini yoga. Yes. If you've ever seen a kundalini demon manifest, it is the most demonic thing ever, where it's got like a whole woman's back arch and everything, yeah. and she's like having trouble breathing. And so... As Christians, why are we partaking in practices that God hates? Because God clearly says, you shall have no other gods before me. But we're going to make an exception with yoga? No, Come yoga on. is absolutely demonic. It's not stretching. One of the reasons why American Christians are so deceived is because they think that yoga is just stretching. Yeah. If you knew what I knew about yoga growing up in the Hindu temple, 
you would realize as a Christian that this is a satanic practice and you need to completely stay away from this stuff. Wow. And it's, it's, terrible. That, it's actually part of a religion. It's it is. Part, it's part of Hinduism, yes. which obviously has roots in the New Age. And we see Everett in the chat, ex-New Ager here as well, who was a yoga instructor. Mm -hmm. And Christians now are opening themselves up. And one thing I think Christians don't realize is your intentions don't matter. Exactly. So you're like, well, Nick, I have good intentions. <laughs> I'm, I'm just doing it at the church. And the devil doesn't care about your intentions. Exactly. The demon's not like, oh, I can't enter in them because they have good intentions. <laughs> the devil's looking for every chance he can. And what I've noticed is when you start getting involved in some of these new age, new thought practices and wellness practices and all these things that people are doing is you open the door to demons yep. and you don't get to tell the demon what type can come in. Exactly. So you don't get to say, well, I'll let this demon in, but I don't want to let anger in. I don't want to exactly. let suicide in. I don't want to let bitterness in. So a lot of Christians are opening the door, getting all of these demonic spirits of perversion, of mm -hmm. lust, of addiction, and then they live their life, and then they get taught an, an even worse doctrine. Mm -hmm. Oh, Christians can't be demonized. <coughs> so you could go do yoga as a Christian. <laughs> you can go open up every door. Yeah. But because you're Christian, God's going to defend you. Yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't see that in Scripture. We don't no, see we don't. God defending people's disobedience. Yep. And so I'm glad you're talking about this coming from growing up Hinduism. Yeah. Do you still have a lot of friends and family involved in that if some of them got saved? Or yeah. Yeah, so I do. I mean, I pretty much I have a lot of family members that okay. are still involved in that, which they don't like it when I talk about this. But yeah, whatever, yeah. my loyalty is to Jesus Christ. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, I do. But in Jesus name, though, I'll be saved. Yeah, um, <clears throat> but it's just like, yeah, why are we partaking of these things? Why? Why as Christians, like if we have the revelation of the one true God, why are we so quick to do everything that he's against? Yes. You literally have the, the truth in front of you and you're going out searching for lies. Mm. Are you not satisfied with the revelation that's been given to you? I just don't understand it. And, um, you know, just as Christians, we got to be very vigilant about this yes. stuff. We can't be opening these doors. And what you were saying, too, is like, I find it so funny how like nowadays Christians don't believe that another Christian can be demon possessed when Jesus was literally casting out demons in the synagogues. Yes, and these were people who were living by the law, yep. you know, like they were more righteous than we were, Yes, you know? Uh, well, now we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, but back in the day, yeah. by back in the day standards, yes. they were. Um, and so, you know, and then I, I just, I don't know. I don't get it. Cause I've seen so many believers who are true, genuine believers that love Jesus Christ and then I see them getting delivered in deliverance sessions. Yeah. It's like, dude, just because we get saved, like, yeah, we have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us, but, I mean, deliverance is for a reason. Absolutely. A third of Jesus' ministry was casting out demons. Yeah. And, and I love what you said on, on your podcast, like, uh, a couple of weeks ago. If you don't believe that demons are... are being cast out today, where do they all go? Yeah, yeah. Are they all just like chilling in a cave? Like, nah, yeah, we're done here. Yeah, like, <laughs> you yeah. know? like, come on. Well, you bro. think about Jesus going everywhere, Mark 139, synagogue to synagogue, casting out demons. So you're kind of like, because I had one guy say, well, I don't think there's that many demons. I'm like, okay, there was a lot of demons when Jesus was around. And now there's so much worse sin. The world is way darker than when Jesus was here. Yeah. Those demons are still alive and well moving in our generation. <laughs> like, you could turn on the news. And you can see demons on the television. Yep. What are all of these agendas? What are all these communities coming after our families, coming after our kids? It's absolutely demonic. So yeah. let's talk about, so the new age, you came out of Hinduism. How did you start? A lot of people in the chat know you from Vine. Mm -hmm. They know you from when you were famous. Even to this day, people recognize you from Vine. Uh -huh. How did you start getting famous in, in Hollywood and in Vine? Talk a little bit about making videos and how that happened. Yeah, so it was when I was going through another health issue, actually, funny enough. I got a surgery when I was 14 years old. It was a hip and leg osteotomy because they needed to saw my hip and ankle bones in half and put metal in it so it could regrow around the metal correctly, right? 
<clears throat> and during this time, I was paralyzed for like a year. Couldn't walk, wow. you know? And on top of that, I developed like a really rare nerve condition called RSD where my whole body's uh, nervous system was like feeling like it was being electrocuted every day. So I literally felt like I was in like a, a straight jacket getting electrocuted. Like at certain points of the day for a whole year, it was extremely painful. And so I'm like, dude, I gotta do something to get my mind off of all this pain. And like, I'm mad bored. Everyone, it's like summer break, all my friends are partying and I'm out here paralyzed getting electrocuted in my bedroom. Wow. Like it was, it was, it was oh. terrible, you know? Uh, and I'm like, I <clears throat> wanted to make, I was like, all right, well, let me just start making vines. Cause I remember kids in high school telling me about the vine app and stuff. And I'm like, all right, let me just, uh, play around and uh, you know make some videos. I just started making videos just to pass the time, man. I made a couple every day, posted one a day until one day, like three months after grinding on that, which it didn't feel like a grind at the time. It was just a way to pass the time and kind of yeah. ease myself from the depression that I was going through. Uh, one of them just blew up, like blew up out of nowhere. And this is actually right when I had recovered too. So like I was in the surgery for like, or in the recovery for like seven, eight months. And then like by the last month of recovery is when I started blowing up, Okay, you know? And, uh, yeah, it was like, well, eight plus three, 11. See, I'm good at math. There you go. There you go. I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, on the 11th month of when I just recovered is when my video blew up because I, uh, I started doing like this play. I was a big theater kid back in the day. A lot of people don't know this, but, um, I have like like OG fans like pulling up old archives of me and plays when I was like ten. I'm like, how'd you wow. get this? You know, but uh, yeah. So when I was like in the dressing room at one of my theater plays that I was doing, I'm on my phone on the Vine app and I see this video. It's the most likes I ever got in my life, like 1,500 likes on this Vine video. Then the next day it went to 10,000. Mm. Then the day after that it went to like a hundred thousand. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And back then I was just. I was blowing up because people were searching for like content creators at the time. Yeah. Because I was making videos before the word influencer was a thing. Yeah. This is way before TikTok. If you guys are like, what's Vine? It's mm-hmm. way before TikTok. Yeah. It's like the OG TikTok. Yeah, exactly. Basically. It is the OG but TikTok. But like a million followers at that time would be equivalent to like 50 million today exactly. or 25 million today. So exactly. it was huge. So I was, I was gaining a ton because people were searching for new creators. Like, okay. Like influencer stuff was just blowing up. And so... I'm like, well, I got to make the most out of this because my page is going viral. I've always wanted to, like, gain an audience. Like, even when I was a kid, I always wanted to be, like, an entertainer. Um, I was getting in trouble because I was a class clown as a kid, you know? I just needed an outlet, though, and then I found it. Uh, And so, yeah, I just started running with it, grinding on videos. By the time I was 15, 16, I was doing tours around the country. I was doing meetups. Thousands of people in New York City uh, near Times Square were pulling up. Like, it was nuts, dude. Um, and so from that point on, I had kind of taken the social media thing as like a career and that's when I moved to LA and I started making YouTube videos around the age of 17. Okay. Um, and I got an apartment there and I was living in Hollywood for a couple of years. Okay. And you're out in LA, you're in Hollywood, you're vlogging, your vlogs are taking off, your channel's Mm -hmm. taking off. What was it like being in Hollywood? I know a lot of people, they think, oh, Hollywood, there's this underbelly, there's this dark side. Mm -hmm. And that's... When you do believe that, you're considered like a conspiracy theorist, mm-hmm. but it really is real. There's yeah, an yeah. incredible darkness. A lot of people that move to Hollywood or L.A., they don't make it out. They no. get sucked into that. You know, we talk about the idea of selling your soul, which mm-hmm. we know biblically you can't sell your soul. Right. But for the sake of argument, you know, people really sell themselves over to darkness. Mm-hmm. Did you see or involved in any of that stuff in Hollywood? Or what are your thoughts on the culture of Hollywood? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I actually just posted a TikTok about this recently because the Lord wanted me to talk about it. 
But there was a moment where they had tried to initiate me into like a, a satanic adult 18 and up party that they were throwing when I was in a music studio. And they showed me a video reel of like what they were doing in the studio after hours. And it was the most demonic thing ever. I mean, these women were literally in like cages with bunny ears, like, uh, let me say this. Let me structure yeah, this so YouTube doesn't take this don't down. Don't get us taken down. These, these women were like in black bunny ears in cages with like a black mask on, um, just doing weird rituals that involved, you know, what's under yeah. the veins here. You yeah. know, I don't want to say like certain keywords that yeah. gets us banned. But yeah, that, they, they show me that on video. And, you know, what's funny when I was in Hollywood and they were trying to initiate me into the occult by luring me into these like 18 and up satanic ritual parties. The same celebrities that they showed me were attending the parties were the same celebrities that Christians try to defend when they listen to their music. So it's like, as a Christian, why would you listen to somebody's music that are attending these satanic ritual parties that I'm getting invited to? Mm. You know, and they say, oh, well, I can listen to secular music. It's not a sin. Oh, if you're listening to music that goes against the will of God, like, does your does the Holy Spirit in you not feel grieved? Mm. Or... Are you grieved, but your pride won't let you admit that you're actually grieving God? Mm. Because no Christian should be listening to secular music. These same artists are attending these satanic ritual parties that they were inviting me to. So it's like, it really is that deep, bro. You know? And a lot of Christians, they want to be ignorant about this stuff because they want to, like, they still want to enjoy the things of the world. But we're called to be sold out for the gospel. Yes. You know, not just half sold and oh, well, we can, you know, return some stuff. We don't got to really live for God like that. We don't have to be extremists. The gospel is an extreme thing. Jesus Christ died an extreme death for us. Come on. And you don't want to have that extreme love for him and, hates the thi- and, and hate the things that he hates and love the things that he loves. There's, not a, there's no doubt in my mind that God is not pleased with secular sinful music. He hates that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. You look at the devil who has instruments in his body, and you, you just think, in, the Bible doesn't explicitly say the devil is a worship leader in heaven, although it's safe to say he had some musical ability. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What would he use here now? I, I recently, now I'm going to make a lot of people mad. We're, we're going to lose a bunch of our viewers. It's okay, we're not here for viewers anyways. <laughs> but... They just posted things saying Taylor Swift will be the first artist to do a billion dollars for on tour. Mm-hmm. And the way these people scream for her and they're so enamored and bewitched by her. Mm-hmm. She's one of the most satanic artists out there mm-hmm. doing all these rituals, wearing all red and mm-hmm. has altars. I mean, she's not even hiding at all. She's mm-hmm. not hiding it. And yeah. then there's all of these Christians that are going to her things and listen to her music. And yeah. it really does put you under a spell. It, it really does. does put you under some kind of trance. Mm-hmm. And it, it is an open door. It it's is an, an open, open door. door. Absolutely. And why are we defending demons? Why are we <laughs> defending these demonic spirits? And the Bible says, just like God has his ministers, of course, the devil has ministers of unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. And that's why the Bible says that they come as angels of light. Mm-hmm. And because their they're, they're Lord, the yeah. one they worship, the devil, mm-hmm. also comes as an angel of light. Yep. So it's no wonder his ministers. So you guys don't realize... The same way we're evangelists here today, mm-hmm. there's dark evangelists. Yes. The same way there's Christian worship leaders, there's demonic worship leaders. Yes. The same way there's godly apostles, there's demonic apostles. And when you come under, imagine going to, and again, I'm just going to make them mad, a Taylor Swift concert. Mm-hmm. You're actually going to a demonic worship Yeah, service. you are. And you're opening the door for demonic possession because, oh, they're going to hate us for this, I know. Isaiah. But this is why it. we're on the pod. Like it's, like, it's like when Christians are supporting celebrities like Taylor Swift, Beyonce, when they're openly doing demonic rituals in front of you on their stage, 
right? And it even and there was even an article where fans were experiencing amnesia after yes. a Taylor Swift concert because she's literally doing spells and rituals. And as a Christian, you're defending that. I'm sorry. I don't think we have the same love for Jesus Christ because you clearly love the enemy schemes a lot more. Yeah. I'm just going to be real with you because, like— Jesus Christ didn't die an excruciating, painful death to set you free from sin and keep you out of bondage of demons if you're just going to go back and allow the demons to put you in bondage again mm. because you like the way that they're you like the way that Satan's apostles sound. Yes. You know, and I just don't get it, man. One of the first things when I got saved that God told me to get rid of was my secular music that I uploaded and the secular music that I had on my playlist. Me too. So why are we defending this if you've been in the church your whole life and you're still gravitating towards Satan's ministers? Why are you defending them so hard? Absolutely. And there's a lot of guys that will say, well, you know, the music's middle ground. It's not for the devil, but it's not for God. In my mind, when I read the Bible, I look at Jesus saying, you're either for me or you're against me. Yep. There's literally only two realms. And so mm -hmm. some guys will say, well, the music he made is for his wife. It's not bad. It's like, I don't want to hear your love life with your wife <laughs> on a song. Like, yeah, I yeah, want yeah. to tell me, well, I listen to music, but the guy that makes it, he's only making songs for his wife. And I'm like, bro, mm -hmm. think about what you just said. You're listening to this guy's music mm -hmm. who's making love songs for his wife. Why right. would you want to listen to that? That's right. just so weird. Weird to me. Very weird. I just can't find a defense. I really believe this is the hour for a remnant to rise up. We are at war against powers and principalities, Ephesians 6. Yes. We're not battling flesh and blood. We're mm -hmm. battling unclean spirits. Yes. And when you're supporting these demonic worship leaders, there's no middle. What war? Is there a middle ground? Yeah, like yeah, what, yeah. What war has ever happened where it's like, all right, you could either go here or here, but here's the middle ground. Right. There's no middle ground in war. Right. There's you, and then there's the enemy, and it's a battle against them, and Christians have found that middle ground, that carpool lane, and mm -hmm. I think there will be some, and you guys can get mad about what I'm going to say here, that will stand before God and miss heaven yeah. because of the choices they made, the music. I mean, imagine God saying, I'm not letting you in. And you're like, well, you know, and God's saying you lived your whole life listening to worldly music, watching worldly movies, indulging yeah. worldly culture. Mm -hmm. And then you're looking at heaven being like, oh, I just like the beat. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't even imagine that. Why even risk it? Why yeah. even allow these things into our life? Yeah. So we have to set a standard because the music's crazy. Like, I always say none of us will go rob anyone we would not rob anybody none mm -hmm. of us would get involved in witchcraft none of us would get do drugs none of us would jump someone none of us would you know abuse women but why do you listen to it exactly you won't abuse women but you're driving to your suburban job middle class listen to a guy talking about robbing beating stealing exactly and i'm like you it's and the devil knows i can't get them to do it mm -hmm. but i could put a beat behind it and now i'll make pornography okay i'll make mm -hmm. lust okay so you're like i respect women but then now a couple months of listening to that new drake album yeah you're losing respect for women exactly inadvertently that music's yep. changing you mm -hmm. it has a real changing power if i listen to a song right now that i used to listen to when i was in the world it will take me right back mm -hmm. to when i was partying in hollywood yes. it'll take me right back to the girl i was with it'll it'll literally take me back when i hear that song mm -hmm. so music has power to take you places in the spirit it does it has power to revive memories and uh, it's nostalgic but there is real this is scientific studies have been done there's supernatural power with music and we have to be careful guys what we're allowing in our spirit yep what we're allowing in our bodies yep. and it's it's just demonic a lot of the time i want to touch up on that yeah. too um with like with secular music right uh 
first of all, we were talking about how no Christians should listen to secular music, and Marilyn Manson was actually bragging about this one time. He talked about how uh, you know the music and the beat and the rhythm was able to stun someone's prefrontal cortex, so they were able to push whatever message they wanted to push wow. in their subconscious. And so music is a spiritual thing, and Satan is using that for dark spiritual elements. And so... Like, you know, a Christian who maybe doesn't smoke, doesn't drink, respects women, they're listening to, like, Drake talking about, you know, obviously disrespecting women, yeah. sleeping around, and all of a sudden now the the beat and the rhythm is stunning their, pre their prefrontal cortex in their brain, and now these dark demonic elements that they wouldn't allow in consciously are being seeped in the back of their mind, which is opening up demons of perversion, opening up, opening up demons of lust, and then a lot of Christians are wondering why they're still in bondage, why they're going back to the same sin. My guy, you're literally like allowing Satan in your house every Come single on. night. <laughs> like, Come on. Why are you why are you surprised that you're still <laughs> dealing with the same bondage? You're letting Satan and his army in and fellowshipping with them. And yes. last time I checked, the Bible said you can't drink the cup, you can't drink cup, sorry, the Bible said you can't drink the cup of demons and the cup of the Lord. That's right. So, And then you think about like a song stuck in your head. Mm -hmm. There's something spiritual about that. I've mm -hmm. had songs stuck in my head and I think of the music a lot of us listen to. Mm -hmm. Do you want that stuck in your head? Mm -hmm. Do I want a song about drinking and partying and lust and going to the club and whatever mm -hmm. stuck in my head or... Like, when's the last time the word of God was stuck in your head? Right, right, right. When's the last time you're like, oh, I can't get the scripture out of my mind. I keep hearing Psalms 39.5. I keep hearing, easy. like, we never get the scripture stuck in our head. Yeah. Yet we get music stuck in our head all mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. And a lot. And the music is poison. Yeah. The music is toxic. It's just mm -hmm. a little bit of poison. But all you need is a little bit of rat poison to kill you. Mm -hmm. And a lot of Christians, man, we have to stop defending Hollywood, supporting Hollywood. I yeah. didn't get to see The Sound of Freedom yet, but I know people are getting strikes on their channel for talking about it mm -hmm. there's all this thing and the hollywood elites are so mad about it and mm -hmm. in my mind nick i'm thinking okay if the hollywood elites and all that weren't doing all this trafficking why would they be getting so mad about this exactly film? this film is proving that all of this dark demonic stuff and i wish we could talk about some of it we can't because yeah, yeah, one yeah. there's kids watching but two youtube will just straight take this video down yeah because youtube wanna... sympathizes with these of people, course so. of course <laughs> yeah. and but yeah. the the fight against the sound of freedom movie mm -hmm. if this wasn't happening Every celebrity would be endorsing this. Yeah. The fact that they're canceling this movie, they're shutting it down, they're taking it off of, we can't even talk about it on YouTube yeah, without yeah. getting strike right. is a sign, yes, this is happening. It's infinitely darker than you can imagine. It's yeah. happening right now. And you were involved in some of that, but mm -hmm. thank God, God really brought you out before you went all the way into the occult with mm -hmm. Hollywood. Talk mm -hmm. a little bit about how did you go from, you're in Hollywood, I know you posted a video, so I don't. I hope you don't mind me saying this, yeah, but you yeah, were yeah. like, had a lunch or you were at dinner with Justin Bieber mm -hmm. and these high level celebrities, mm -hmm. um, you're at dinner with these high level celebrities. How do you go from partying with them, vlogging with some high level celebrities, mm -hmm. getting famous on YouTube? I mean, you were like in the number one group at the time yeah. to now you start finding Jesus. How did God pull you out of that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it was actually during the whole lockdown era. Okay. And um, So like beginning of 2020, middle of 2020 mm -hmm. yeah middle of 2020 and you know it's so interesting how like god could literally do anything he was able to use the enemy's devices to get me to him mm. so during the uh lockdown like bro i used to be a heavy pothead okay you know like i would be rolling up smoking blunts every which morning. is also spiritual we'll talk about that also after. spiritual yeah also, yeah we'll go into yeah. that too <laughs> we have lots of stuff yeah. to talk about yeah yeah exactly we're just gonna be exposing Satan all the time. Yeah. but uh that's my ministry anyway there so you go. <clears throat> yeah so basically yeah, 2020, the lockdown started, right? And I'm just smoking a lot of dope, and I'm, like, just thinking deep about life. And 
you know, I was like on a quest for truth. And also like my whole life was shut down because mm. I couldn't go party. I couldn't go, you know, get drunk. I couldn't go, you know, try to fornicate. I couldn't yeah. go try to do all these worldly LA stuff that you see like on the screen. Yeah. I'm, I'm stuck in my crib. So I'm like, all right, well, let me take this time to like learn stuff rather than be a degenerate. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was just, you know, on a quest for truth. So, you know, I was really high just doing research and I was actually seeing a lot of truth about, uh, you know, just the demonic elements of the Hollywood industry and our government. And because I had that like experience where Hollywood tried to recruit me into the mm. occult already, I was like, this isn't a conspiracy theory because I've literally seen it with my own eyes, you know? So I'm like, all right, well, let me go down the rabbit hole a little bit more. And I was just realizing how prevalent, um, Hollywood and our government is involved in Satanism. And I'm like, wait, wow. so Satan is real? Like this whole time I thought it was a joke and I thought Christians were like crazy. And I'm like, wait, no, there are very powerful people who are high in authority that are literally worshiping Satan. And I'm like, hold on, this changes my whole framework because now I'm realizing that there is a legitimate spiritual element to Satanic worship. So I was on that rabbit hole for like five months before I started to look into Jesus. But the more, the, the darker down the rabbit hole I got, the more I realized, man, God has to be real. Mm. And um, that's when I started looking into Jesus because I just knew that Jesus was the answer right then and there. And I was not raised a Christian. Nobody led wow. me to this. This was all self-learning. And I'm like, well, the opposite of Satan has to be Jesus Christ. So let me stop being ignorant about this and do some research on the validity of Jesus. Bro, when you search the authenticity and the proof of Jesus' existence, you will always find it. Mm. Nobody nobody ever searches for truth, true uh, spiritual truth, and doesn't end with Jesus Christ. And that's what I was doing, man. I was searching for truth, and Jesus was at the end of it. And so this is all during the lockdown, during the pandemic, when I'm, you know, living in LA, self-learning, bro. Nobody, I didn't have a missionary preach to me. Wow. I didn't go to a church and get saved. I'm literally on my computer just going down rabbit holes, wow. you know? And God knew he had to reach me this way because I was very stubborn. And I was very blasphemous towards the things of God. So God had to literally shock my reality by making me go down the deepest, darkest, satanic rabbit holes to realize I'm completely wrong mm. about everything. And I need to change my framework. And when I was researching, man, I saw so much proof of Jesus to the point where, like, I could feel my heart softening in the middle of the research where I'm like, pride was leaving. Mm. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, man, I love this guy. You know, I was falling in love with Jesus. Just while researching him online. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep. Wow. And I was watching testimonies. and I could literally feel, like, my, my heart turn and, and, like, start burning with love before I received the Holy Spirit. Wow. Because that was before I had repented and had that encounter with God. And, and like, all of a sudden now I'm obsessed with just watching Jesus videos, even though I'm still living in sin, you know? And I'm watching, like, a movie about Jesus, and when I'm just seeing his nature and his character, I'm literally falling in love with who he is. And, like, it literally felt like a cartoon where, like, they have, like, the hard eyes and the, uh, yes. and the eyeballs and stuff, and I'm like oh my gosh, I love Jesus, you know? And I'm like, man, I want to get right with God now. Like, I want to have a relationship with him, but I don't know how. Nobody was walking me through salvation. Mm. I didn't have a Salvation for Dummies book or anything, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And one day I just heard on video how to get saved is by repenting of your sins, which is why it's so important to preach about repentance. Yes. Because this is how, when I received the Holy Spirit. It wasn't just having faith. It was repenting as an outward act of the inner faith. Come on. Because faith without works is dead. 
you know? A lot of people have faith in Jesus, but they don't know the Jesus of the Bible. Yes. And so I'm like, well, the Jesus of the Bible preached repentance of sins. John the Baptist did as well. So I got on my knees one day when I was in my bedroom in Hollywood, and I cried out to the Lord, and I said, Lord, please forgive me of all my sins. Immediately, Holy Spirit came upon me, dwelled within me, and I started bawling, snot coming down my nose. Dude, it was a mess. But I literally felt like, for the first time in my life, I had encountered what love was. And I had searched for love in so many different places, bro. Like, I searched for it in, in friend groups. I searched for it in women. I searched for it in, you know, drugs, alcohol. And when I encountered that true love, I never wanted to go back. I don't understand how people can backslide. Come on. Because how can you backslide after experiencing true love that's found in Jesus Christ? Mm. Well, you're lit- what are you going back to? You're going back to a downgraded version of the real thing. Why? What, like, how does backsliding exist, bro? Come on. Because you literally have now just received, like, the answer to life, and you had a legitimate encounter. And if you're willing to go back to the world, I guess you just didn't receive true revelation, Mm. you know? And so, dude, after that encounter, I'm like, I got to get free from sin. Like, I got to stop smoking. I got to stop drinking. I got to stop lusting. I got to stop cussing. You know, like, yeah. I, just, I knew this. This It was like wow. a three-month sanctification process, but, like, Holy Spirit was ministering to me, all of that. Before I knew it was sinful in the Bible because I was still a baby Christian. I hadn't read the book like that. Yeah. You know, and I, one by one, bro, God started cleaning me up within a span of, like, three to four months. And then after, like, the fifth month of me getting cleaned up, like, God spoke to me and told me to start making preaching videos. And it was— And you're com- still in Hollywood. No, this is when I moved back from during Hollywood. The, during the lockdown, you moved yeah, back. Yeah, okay. so so once I had that encounter, two months, three months later, I'm like, I'm out of here, dude. Yeah. I moved back What were your home. friends thinking? Because you were very popular in that scene, in that world, where yeah. they're just like, he's lost it, he's a Jesus freak. Yeah, 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 exactly. Everyone probably is looking at the stuff that I'm doing now, like, dude, this guy is nuts. Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, I'm looking at him like, dude, you're dead in your transgressions, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. But like, no, like, I'm not like doing yeah. that as like condescending thing, it's just the truth of, yeah. of the Bible, you know? Uh, and so, yeah, man, I moved back home with my fam uh for a couple months and that's when i you know the lord spoke to me to start making preaching videos and it was a big switch up from the secular content that i was making and bro like it was just so powerful when i made my first preaching video i heard the lord speak this is all you're going to be doing from now on and i said amen i give my life to you lord i lay my life down for you this platform is yours that's my that's been my whole purpose bro i've been making content for over a decade but the past two and a half years is the first time that the content has been completely dedicated to the altar of the Lord. Come on, man. That is so powerful. You know, a lot of people were in your world and you were doing music. We didn't even touch on it. Music mm-hmm. and Hollywood, all of that. But they have a hard time going from that lifestyle because they feel like I'm going to lose everything. Mm-hmm. But that's the point of the gospel. Exactly. The point of the gospel <laughs> is you lose everything. You die to self. I always say, I wish when I was an atheist, someone told me that I could have died to myself and started over. Yeah. Like that's the beauty of the good news yep. is Nick, you get to die mm-hmm. and you get to start over. And we're so afraid of preaching to celebrities. And mm-hmm. you were a celebrity. Like, mm-hmm. and you, of course, in the Christian world, we don't like using the word celebrity. Yeah, yeah exactly. In the Christian yeah. world, we'd be considered, and let me put air quotes, we'd be considered considered celebrities because yeah, of our yeah, large yeah. following yeah, yeah, yeah. but in the secular world you are a legitimate celebrity but here you are god says i want you to give everything no one even tells you mm-hmm. and this is similar to what happened to me i got rid of all my games and music and mm-hmm. movies deleted everything without anyone telling me mm-hmm. because that holy spirit conviction came into my life yeah but a lot of people they're afraid of preaching death to self mm-hmm. like guys what you don't realize when you start talking to some of these higher up celebrities they're empty 
they're broken and they don't want to live the life they're living. Right. Like they want to start over. Mm -hmm. And I think we have this very soft, unbiblical, oh, Jesus loves you, stay the way you are. Mm -hmm. Yet, first of all, that's not in the Bible at all. Right, right, Second right. of all, as an atheist, if you would have said Jesus loved me, I would have laughed and been like, I love me. Yeah. Like I don't want to hear about <laughs> yeah, Jesus yeah, loves yeah, me. Yeah. Like, I was obsessed with myself. Yeah. I want to hear Isaiah you can start over. Yeah. And I, want, I just feel the Holy Spirit. If you're in the chat right now, yeah. this is a message. There's almost 3,000 of you on the broadcast. All those in the chat, you can start over. You yep. can tonight literally be born again, have a fresh start. Every transgression, every sin, every drug you ever did, every person you ever abused, all of that is in the past. You are washed by the precious blood of Jesus. Yes. And you're born again as if you had a fresh start. Like today yep. is your first day ever. Yep. And when I heard that message, Nick, I was like, wait a minute. You're telling me after all the sin I've committed, all the dark things I've done, all the bad things I've mocked God, cursed at him, I could start over brand new as if today's like the first day ever where nothing is counted against me. That's the best message ever. It's the best, dude. And the church doesn't preach that. No. We literally preach, and I, I always say this. I know people get mad. It's okay, though. What else is new? It's like, where is where in the Bible did Jesus say, here I am? I left heaven. Now, everyone, all I came to do was get you to pray a prayer and invite me in your heart. Yeah. Like, that's nowhere in the Bible. That's not biblical at all. Jesus is like, repent. Yes. Turn from your wicked ways. Yes. Be born again. If you're not born again, you can't inherit the kingdom. And man, we just have this watered down, tickle me Elmo, this just candy-like Burger King, hometown buffet, have it your way, lukewarm Christ Gumby Christianity, where you can kind of just do whatever you want. But I feel prophetically God is telling some of you it's time to repent tonight. Yes. Maybe you are where Nick was. Maybe you're hearing his testimony going, I remember I, that's where I'm at now, or I remember where I was at. Or maybe you're backslidden and you're watching this. Don't click off. God is calling you home yes. to the real thing, the real gospel. So you encounter the real Jesus, the real gospel. But after that, you had a, you had a memory of actually meeting Jesus. Tell us about mm -hmm. that. Yeah, so after I got saved and the Holy Spirit uh, dwelt within me, God was starting to give me uh, memories of ex encounters that I had with him mm. when I was a Hindu. So like when I was 11 years old, and I talked about this in a testimony video uh, on my Instagram and my TikTok, but I had uh, I had an encounter with the Lord when I was 11 years old, and I like went to bed one night, and I literally had like a supernatural vision. Like if it was a dream, but it was way more than a mm. dream because like it was something that impacted me so heavily. Yeah, and uh, like I'm on a private jet and. Like, I'm looking outside of the sky, and I see, like, all these colors in the sky, beautiful mixture of, like, different colors, and I see Jesus in the private jet at the end of the cockpit, and then this this uh, dream jump scene, and we're sitting across from each other, and, like, my eyes are so amazed by his glory, and, like, I'm, I'm so in love. The same way that I had fell in love with him when I was researching about him before I got saved, it was the same thing. When you have Jesus in front of you, all you can feel is love, because mm. God is love. Good. You know, and so... I'm like I love I love this man. This is this is God. You know, like I just knew that, and and I asked him in the dream, like, what's the purpose of my life? Because I knew he had all the answers. Because I knew he was God, right? Mm. And then my mom woke me up out of the dream because we had to go. We were traveling, so we had to wake up and get to the airport early. And I literally yelled at my mom, and I'm like, Mom, you just woke me up out of my dream with God, and it was Jesus Christ. Wow. And I was a Hindu, and so nobody had ever taught me that Jesus was God because I didn't wasn't raised in Christianity. So Jesus is Lord, okay? <laughs> you know, because like, how, how does that happen? Yeah. You know, where I'm, I'm literally referring to him as God in this spiritual encounter. 
even though I didn't know what Christians believed in that. Yeah. And some people still don't believe in that, which yeah. that, but that's a whole different topic. Yeah, that's heresy. Yeah, it's her- yeah <laughs> Jesus definitely. Jesus is God. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, man, like, he w- he always had his hand on me, bro. Yeah. And it makes me, like, want to cry sometimes, honestly, you know? Um, there's very few things I cry about. One of them is the love of God, yeah, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I'll think about that sometimes, and I'll just start crying because I'm like, man, dude, his mercy, like, and his, I've mean, got I'm getting emotional right now. Yeah. His mercy and, and his love, bro, it's just so unfathomable, you know? Yeah. So I think about that, man, and it makes me so grateful to know that I can wake up every day and serve the king. So good. So you go from making viral Christian, I'm not Christian, viral vines. You get all this fame. You go to Hollywood. You're in Hollywood. You're popular on YouTube. You're blowing up. The lockdown starts. You start researching. You find God. Now God says, you're going to be making Christian content for the rest of your life, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. You're throwing out all your stuff. At what point are you making this content? Are you now going to church? Did you have get filled with the Holy Spirit? Did mm-hmm. you have any other encounters? Like, tell me about your journey of making Christian content and what, what was that like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I started making videos. Uh, I hadn't really got, like, any s- solid discipleship yet. But then when I was in San Diego, uh, God brought me uh, with this man of God named Pastor Jamie. He lives in San Diego. And, shout um, out to Pastor Jamie. Yeah, shout out to Pastor yeah. Jamie if he's watching this. Yeah, Love sure you. I actually it. got to reconnect with him when I— Went back to visit just a couple days ago. I mean, this this man was like the man that I I needed at the time because I had no community. Mm. And and he discipled me, took me under his wing, and I thank God for him. And I even told him when we linked up a couple days ago after not seeing each other for a couple years, like, I thank God for you, man, because you were really there for me, you know? Mm. I had no community, bro. I felt so lonely. Like, I had Jesus with me, but we're not meant to do this alone because even even Jesus had 12, you know? So, yeah, God, God connected me with that man of God before I moved out to Texas. And um, yeah, he discipled me, man. And so while he was discipling me, uh, I, I was making Christian content. Okay. And then I moved to Texas like six months later. Uh, and then I got connected with an amazing church out there, EMIC. Uh, you know, great community. Everyone in Texas is so nice, bro. Like, yeah. It's amazing. So I have a great group of friends out there now. And we all hold each other accountable, uh, you know. And I have my spiritual covering as well. Uh, shout out to Pastor Richard Lorenzo. Come on. Uh, Somewhere so, in the chat. Yeah, yeah. Amen. To see you, I think he's preaching at his church right now. Okay. So he's probably not watching. But awesome. He, maybe he'll watch this later. I'll yeah. text this to him. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then God, you know, spoke to me and Pastor Rich uh, about, you know, discipleship. So uh, I have a pretty good, solid foundation now of you know, accountability, spiritual covering, and good church community. And that's good. Um, you know, God worked that all out because you need to have that structure and order. Like as a Christian, if God is calling you to make videos and preach, you need to be submitted under spiritual authority. You need to have order because our God is a God of order. And so a lot of uh, Christian preachers get taken out of the game too early because there's no order in their life and Satan is able to bring in chaos, Yeah, you know, and like, you know, some of these churches that won't even let you speak at places unless you have spiritual coverings because it's that serious, mm. you know? Like, you got to have—you uh, have to understand the methods of warfare that we're dealing with. Yes. You know, you got to have people interceding for you. And so, yeah, the Lord has really blessed me with just an abundance of community and the right people, uh, you know, to surround me, man. It's It's been amazing, you That's know? That's so good. Are any of the people that you were— uh, kind of, and again, I don't. We don't want to mention a bunch of people mm-hmm. and link people in and stuff. But yeah, you were yeah. famous with or doing stuff with in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. What do What have any of them think of? Have any of them gotten saved? I'm sure they see your content. Like, mm-hmm. what is the response been? And then also talk to me about. 
the backlash of making like viral Christian content yeah. and you've been persecuted for it. Yeah, yeah, Talk yeah, a yeah. little bit about that as well. Yeah, so yeah, like as far as people in Hollywood, I haven't really known anybody who's like really been on the same path. Yeah. Although people are getting inspired by it, sin can be blinding. Mm. And so sin is a bit too appealing. But for me, sin is disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. because I got a taste of I got a taste of the real God that hates sin. Come on. And I hate what he hates and I love what he loves. So uh and God is far from iniquity, so I don't want any part of that. Yes. So because God has given me revelation, I've just been very far out of partaking in that. Some people, like, they know about Jesus. They were raised in church, but, like, I don't know. They haven't had the same encounters and experience, like, the different levels of this walk. Yeah. So realistically, nobody that I was in the world yeah. yet has been truly saved. Um and yeah, when you were talking about Christian persecution, yeah, when I first started making videos, you can just do one like YouTube search on my name. Like I had all these soy boys and like crazy feminists <laughs> make hate videos on me, right? And they're like, oh, Big Nick is forcing really. <laughs> soy boys. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't expecting like, that. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had all these like, you know, people uh, making videos about me and they're all saying stuff like, oh, Big Nick's gone crazy. Big Nick is a misogynist. And they're like, oh, Big Nick is forcing his religion. You guys force your sin every day on people. But the minute I want to talk about the love of God and what Jesus Christ has done for me, I'm forcing it. Yeah, absolutely. If, if, if those are your standards, then I'm definitely forcing it. And I'm definitely forcing it down your throat because this is a thing that's going to allow you to go to heaven and keep you out of eternal hellfire. Oh, cool. So yeah, you're not going to stop me. Like, I don't know why Satan equips his disciples like this to try to shut me up do you not know the ministry that god has given me do you not know the love that i've encountered when you encounter god's love you become a warrior for jesus christ you're not gonna sit back and be like oh no i'm getting persecuted oh like dude i don't care about Come that on. keep doing it you're validating the scriptures because jesus said you will be hated by all people for my name's sake you are literally proving jesus christ's words to be real in real time so keep it up because by by your persecution you are platforming the gospel yes so thank you for that keep making videos on me i don't care if you're making thousands of dollars off these hate videos because these are doing really good in the algorithm keep doing it you know why because jesus christ is still going to be glorified so good you just got a little isaiah saldivar anointing yeah. on you right there bro you <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. i was like hey sit back hallelujah. going off I think uh, the Bible says everyone will hate you because you're my disciple. Mm -hmm. And the reason why they hated Jesus was, this is what it says, mm -hmm. he testified that their works are evil. Mm -hmm. The reason why pastors aren't hated because they don't testify people's works are evil, exactly. they testify people's works are okay. Yep. And so now we go to church and we walk in a sinner and then walk out a Christian, but still a sinner, but feeling better about our sin. Mm -hmm. But when you're really in the faith, you're going to have hate videos made about you. For all of you, you know, up and coming, I was going to say wanna be, and I didn't mean to say wanna be, I mean like you want to be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> don't mean to say wanna be, <laughs> wanna be. You want to be Christian TikTokers, influencers, YouTubers. They're going to hate you if you testify that their works are evil. Mm -hmm. So we are called to expose the works of darkness. We are called to testify that people's works are evil. We are called to expose these things. And I mean, you've had persecution in your family mm -hmm. for coming out of Hinduism mm -hmm. and speaking against it and going on podcasts like this with thousands of people yeah. and saying how it's a false occult like yeah, yeah. you know religion. I mean, it you've, is. You know? Yeah, you've had, <laughs> like, you've had persecution from the Christian world for your stance on things we're going to talk about tonight as yeah. well and go into. You've had hate from old friends that are in Hollywood, but you mm -hmm. just continued to plow, to preach, to push forward. So I really commend that. And I think that persecution... It keeps us out of our comfort zone. Yeah. It keeps us spreading the gospel. We know in the book of Acts, 
The devil thought persecution was going to stop the gospel, but all it did was spread the gospel. Exactly. And that's what persecution does. Persecution doesn't quench the fire. It spreads the fire. It gets us out of our comfort zone. I mean, I have, bro, I feel it. I have videos made about me every other day. I'm like, yeah. it's entertainment for me. I'm yeah, like, yeah, what, yeah, what else yeah. is new? And I think a lot of these people that make videos about us, they have no content. They're dry yeah. and they're, you know, insecure. They didn't get, they were bullied in high school. And so yeah. then now they're like, well, now I could be the bully. Now exactly. I could bully other people online. Exactly. And it really is a form of bullying. It's it is, spiritual yeah. bullying and manipulation, Absolutely. but we just got to keep preaching. So, okay, you're making viral Christian content. You have persecution. What are some of the, I know there's some topics I want to ask you about that have gone viral and some of your takes on one of the videos you did recently I want you to talk about is your stance on tattoos. Uh -huh. What is your view? There's a lot of Christians that are totally cool defending. What's your stance on Christians and tattoos? Oh man, half, half, of, the, <laughs> half of the viewers are probably going to hate me now, Praise but I'm, I'm not here to be like, I'm here to preach God's Come word. On. Uh, no Christian should be getting tattoos. I have a full sleeve right here. Yeah. Uh, no, no Christian should be defending tattoos. Like God literally said in the old Testament that you shall not do that. And people think, well, that's the law. That's the old Testament, bro. How are you going to, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm. That was the Lord instructing that. And I talked about this in a video that blew up. Like when you get a tattoo, you are literally like scarring your own skin to put ink in it. Like there's a whole scientific element behind that. And, um, I mean, do you really think God wants you, like, mutilating your skin? You know? Yeah. Just think about that. And, like, maybe if you are a Christian and if you got it, like, I'm not trying to, like, shame you or anything, you know? Like, God loves you. Jesus Christ loves you. But, like, I just don't believe that it's fruitful for a Christian, you mm. know? And, I mean, this is coming from somebody who's fully decked out, you know, before Christ. Uh, now, do I think it's, like, a salvation issue? Not really. But do I think God is pleased with it? No, I don't think he is, you know, yeah. but I don't think you're going to like, I'm not going to be like, oh, you're, I'm not like a legalistic guy. Like, oh, yeah. you're going to hell. Let me get it. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, God doesn't want you doing that though. You know? So what about when people say, well, Nick, you know, and there's nothing in the new Testament. I just wanted to get a scripture as to pledge my allegiance to Jesus. What are your mm -hmm. thoughts on that? Like you can, Christians <laughs> saying, I just want to get a Christian. I mean, they're just coming I want to laugh when I say yeah. it because it sounds funny. Yeah, it is funny. I mean, you? they're just making excuses. I mean, yeah, they're just making excuses, bro. Because it's like, you can pledge your allegiance to Jesus by your testimony. God does need you to get something in this natural world to pledge your allegiance god you're already marked in the spirit why do you need to mark your flesh yeah you and know? I, I think too we're temples of the holy spirit and you wouldn't get a brand new temple or a brand new church and graffiti it up and mark mm. it up and for me i don't see and go oh there's this new testament scripture i just think in my mind God's told me specifically, don't get tattoos. Mm -hmm. God's told me it's not holy. It's yeah. like the world. Yeah. We can go into like, it's unhealthy. People get blood disease. It's yeah. like you said, you're scarring up your body. Yeah. I just can't imagine God being like, yeah, I want you to go scar your body up and put a bunch of ink and go through all of this pain. Yeah. And for me, like it's do this It's extremely painful too. Yeah. Like, it's I, extremely painful. We don't yeah. even talk about this. Yeah. It's extremely painful. You're yelling, they're screaming. Yeah. Your body's going numb. Now they're doing a thing where people are just getting put under and then they're doing like their whole body. I don't know if you saw that. Like five artists are doing the whole body. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's just something that I wonder why we defend so many of these things that have spiritual implications and other implications and why we're so willing to defend this when we're not willing, like I said, to defend the gospel. Because, and I'm, I'm not saying this out of like pride or condemnation. I'm just saying this because this is the truth people aren't really sold out, mm. you know? Like, you got to be really sold out for Jesus, bro. You can't just be like, oh, yeah, like, oh, yeah, I don't do this, but like that, nah, I'm just going to do it. Like, nah, bro, come on. We got to, like, live by what the Bible says. And people use that scripture in Leviticus like, oh, well, that's the law. We're not under the law anymore. My guy, you don't need to observe what was against the law to know that there are 
health complications with getting tattoos. Mm. There is heavy metals and toxic heavy metals that stay in your body forever when you get something like this. So, okay, for, forget it. You don't want to believe in, you know, more than, you don't want to believe in the Old Testament, which is more than half in the entire Bible. Well, look at the science, bro. Because yeah. the science will always validate God's word. People think that, people think that science and Christianity are like in these like, polar opposites of each other conflicting against one another they go hand in hand yes. science literally validates what the bible says everything that the bible says not to do the science has shown that this is destructive to your health mm. so look the, the evidence is there if people want to be like if people want to argue about that i'm sorry bro we're like on different you know and i'm not saying this like to be prideful yeah. i'm just saying this cuz this is like really what it is we're just on different levels of the walk and i think too we have to get to a place especially in the last days of i'm not trying to see what i can get away with mm -hmm. like i don't look at my wife and go okay how much can i annoy her and mess around and do stuff till she just is mad right. i'm trying to go how far can i get away from the things that she dislikes because i have a love for her yeah and a lot of christians are always trying to see how close they can get to the line without getting burned yeah it's like they want to play with the snake on their lap right and at some point yeah the snake might not bite you yet but it's going to bite you right and the question is are you set apart and that the holiness of god which the bible doesn't say you are holy yeah now we are righteous because we have the holy spirit we're in right standing with god but we're not holy the bible says be holy yeah. as i am holy yeah so i have to actually be holy it's something i have to do and holiness is really a choice to say and this is going to sound legalistic but it's because you're lukewarm that's why it's legalism <laughs> it is you're only hearing this as legalism because you're lukewarm just exactly. be honest with yourself exactly it's like i want to be different than everyone else right if everyone else is doing something and they're looking like the world, acting like the world, talking like the world. I'm going to do the opposite because I want to be set apart. That's yes. why Paul says you can be a wooden vessel or you can be a golden vessel. Mm -hmm. You can be something used for normal. Like you have a gold, uh, wooden spoon, you eat it every day. And then when you have a special occasion, you bring out the gold utensils and silverware. So Paul said, like, do you want to be used special? Do you want to be used for God's special purposes? Or do you want to just be a normal Christian? Now, mm -hmm. We're not saying this is salvific. That means it's not a salvation issue. Yeah. We're not saying you're not saved if you do these things that we're talking about. We're not saying you're this or you're a bad Christian. We're just saying, how far are you willing to go for God? Exactly. And Nick, I think about, dude, how far did we go for the devil? Yeah. Like we were up all night long. We were in the club, at right. the bar, at the rave, right. in the metal band, doing our thing, secular. Yeah. I mean, we never thought, oh, I'm tired. Yeah. Yet here we are now in church with our 90 minute God, mm -hmm. our hour and a half God. Yeah. And after like uh, 30 minutes of church, like, oh, when's this gonna be done? Yeah. I'm bored, I'm tired. We were pre-gaming at 10 p.m. Yeah. We were barely starting to drink at 11 p.m. Yep. And now we're in church for four, 40 minutes going, mm -hmm. when's this gonna be over? Yeah. Like, when did we ever say that at the club? Right, and right. And then you go to church and then you get mad. Why is Isaiah up there shouting? Why is he preaching like that? Yet we never were like that for the devil. And right. I, I really think, so many of us were exciting sinners and boring Christians. Yeah. Like, why do we lose this passion, the excitement for God? Mm -hmm. In my mind, I want to go harder for God than I yep. did for Pharaoh. Yep. I want to go harder for Come the on. kingdom. I want to be more radical. If I was radical for the devil, why would I not be more radical for God? Exactly. And if the things we're talking about, the drinking, the smoking weed, the tat, if that's part of Satan's kingdom, which I just can't see where it's part of God's kingdom, right. then why am I so obsessed with it? Why do I want to defend it? Why mm -hmm. am I so willing to partake, participate when the devil spent so many years stealing from me, taking from me, and robbing from me? Yeah. Like, man, I just think we're, we're so quick to defend him and not defend God. And this is why, because... Christians nowadays in America with this like weird Americanized Christianity, they have they 
are like not dying to their flesh. Like they're still like holding that little bit of flesh that's still there and tattooing and, it. And, yeah, and tattooing it. <laughs> yeah. But like they they don't want to be completely separate from the world because they're afraid of losing everything. But Jesus Christ says that he who hates his life for my my sake will will gain it, right? Mm. Or will keep it. Uh, and I was also reading today in the book of James what true religion is. True religion is to visit the fatherless uh, and the widows and to keep oneself unstained from the world. That's so when, when, when us as Christians, we don't want to do that, I mean, your religion is in vain, you know, because the Bible literally says that true religion before the Father is that, to keep yourself unstained from the world. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why do we defend these things? Are you really about that life? Because like you were saying, we went super hard for Satan when we were yes. in the world. But now that we're in the kingdom of God, we're like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I just don't believe in being an extreme Christian. You know, I think some stuff is okay. My guy, you were so extreme for Satan yes. when you were popping Addies and getting lit in the club, yep. going on Tinder, trying to fornicate. And now that we're preaching righteousness and holiness— we are weird? Mm. Dude, we're just, like, passionate for the God that saved us from hell. Absolutely. And allowed us to literally dwell in heaven with him forever. Like, when you have that revelation of the love that God has for us, when he knew that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, and he died that brutal, excruciating death to bring us into his kingdom, you don't want to do stuff contrary to his kingdom. Absolutely. You don't, man. And Absolutely. so I just, I, I feel like people are in this state of attacking us and calling us legalistic when in reality they're lukewarm because they have not received true revelation of like who our Lord Jesus Christ is. Yeah. I think too, the same reason why people hate us is the same reason why other people love us. People hate me because I say it the way it is and people love me because I say it the way it is. Mm -hmm. And we need, we need people out there that are willing to just speak it out. This is one thing you're big on mm -hmm. is your videos go viral because you're not afraid to speak force the truth. Let's talk about marijuana. You were big on smoking weed. You were telling me earlier at lunch, if you don't mind me saying you're smoking mm -hmm. weed like every day. Mm -hmm. um, is that spiritual? It's like, what about God made it? God, it's mm -hmm. a plant, bro. Like, mm -hmm. why can't I just smoke it if God made it? Like, yeah. just don't be so legalistic about it. It helps me settle down. It helps me connect with God. What are your thoughts on people that say, oh, if I don't smoke weed, I can't hear from God? And, yeah. and tell us a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. So no Christian should be smoking marijuana, period, mm -hmm. right? Um, weed is absolutely demonic. Uh, when you are smoking marijuana, you're a lack uh, you are opening up the door for demons because now you are allowing your spirit man to be projecting into the satanic realm, right? Um, I mean, they literally call it the devil's lettuce for a reason. Come on. So they're going to call it the devil's lettuce, but us as Christians want to justify it? Come on, bro. Mm. And, uh, and it's like, you know, when you're smoking and you feel that relaxation and that laziness, you're actually demons in the spirit realm are like making you feel comfortable and making you feel lazy because it's a it's a slothful spirit, a spirit of complacency. And everybody knows that when when you're smoking, you know, you get lazy and you get tired, right? And I mean, these are literally demonic spirits operating to keep you in a state of suppression. Um and witchcraft is heavily tied in with marijuana when they're doing witchcraft rituals and occult rituals. Marijuana is a big element to that and people don't know about that. Yeah. And so um when I first got saved, I was praying like, Lord, just please show me this is wrong. I really don't want to give it up, but I'm like, if God, sh if God shows me that it's wrong, I'm giving it up. And this is when I just started to like, you know, this is when I had repented and got saved, but I was still like in sin. Okay. And for the first time in my life, crazy experience happened. I'm smoking, I'm high, I'm watching a video, Genesis, the creation of the earth. And immediately- While smoking weed? While smoking weed. 
right? And this is after I prayed, like, Lord, please show me this is wrong because this is really hard for me to give up. Okay. You know? Um, I'm watching a video, Genesis Creation of the Earth. Keep in mind, I have been rolling up backwards every day for three years. Never had anything like this. The minute I start asking God to show me a sign and I'm pursuing Jesus Christ wholeheartedly, I get attacked by demons, dude. I'm watching a video, Genesis Creation of the Earth, and I hear demonic, disgusting, evil voices, bro. It was the most demonic experience I ever had. You should be, it literally sounded like this. You should be ashamed about loving God. You should be ashamed about researching about God. You should be ashamed about posting about God over and over and over again. And it was so evil, bro. And I'm literally like getting anxiety because these voices that I'm hearing are so evil and so demonic. I knew it was demons, right? And I'm out here like, Oh my gosh, I am literally dealing with my first ever demonic encounter. Keep in mind, I was like on drugs, I was yeah. smoking, drinking, never dealt with demonic encounters like that. Never even had sleep paralysis. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm and I'm dealing with that because now I ask God to show me why it's wrong and I'm researching about Jesus and pursuing righteousness and holiness. That's when they're gonna attack. Yeah. If you're if you're living in sin, the devil's looking at you laughing, like, yo. This, this man is going the same place I'm going to. But the minute that you get out of that lifestyle and you're in the sanctification process, Satan freaks out and he gives you these spiritual encounters that you never had because he tries to intimidate you into not pursuing Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when I went through that experience of those demons speaking to me when I was high, I went to bed at 8 p.m. that night so I could wake up sober the next day because it was so daunting, these voices, I couldn't handle it anymore. It was making me go crazy. You know, and I had to literally like stop the video that I was watching about God, go to bed because I'm like, I can't do this. I, I have to get out of these voices have to go. And I didn't know about spiritual warfare. Yeah. I didn't know about rebuking spirits, binding devils and stuff. Like I'm a baby Christian at the yeah. time, you know? And so I just went to bed at 8 p.m. the next day and woke up sober and it was gone. And that's wow. when I realized, bro, like weed is inherently demonic because it literally opened me up to demonic portals that I never saw before until I came to Jesus Christ. And that's when they were like, all right, he's in our realm and he's about to get out of it. It's time to attack this fool. Wow. You know? And I think what you said about laziness, that's reason enough for me to say, listen, I'm already a lazy Christian. I already struggle to do anything for God. Why would I want to smoke something to make me more lazy? I'm already struggling to fast, and marijuana makes me want to eat Doritos all night long. Mm -hmm. Like, everything I need, I need to have energy. I need to work for God. I need to be bold. Marijuana is taking over my body, is making me feel a certain way. Anything that makes you come under the influence. Like, if Mm -hmm. you get pulled over... The police officer says you're under the influence. Right. What are you under the influence of? Exactly. Are we under the influence of smoking weed, marijuana, drugs, and prescription pills, and all the stuff you defend? Or are you under the influence of the Holy Spirit? Right. If you look at the book of Acts, when the Holy Spirit came, the world thought they were under the influence of drinking. They said they're drunk. And Paul said, I mean, Peter said, it's like 10 in the morning. They're not drunk. They're not under the influence of alcohol. Yeah. They're actually, this is actually that. That Joel spoke about in the last days. Yes. I shall pour my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Mm -hmm. We're not drunk as you suppose. We are intoxicated by the Holy Spirit. We are drunk on the new wine. Yes. So really, when you become a Christian, you get high on the most high. Mm -hmm. You don't need marijuana. Yeah. You don't need drinking. Like, I found what I was looking for. 
I need prayer. I need the word. I need yeah. fasting. And really, God will give you a high that no one else can give you. Yeah. God will give you an experience that no one else can give you. Marijuana can't give you peace. No. It can't give you joy. No. Nope. It can't fill your void. No. Nope. Drinking can't fill your void. It can't. Well, I'm just courageous when I'm drinking. Or you can get courageous when you get the Holy Ghost. Exactly. What gave Peter boldness was not wine. What gave Peter boldness was the Holy Spirit. Yep. So we're using the devil's counterfeit. Come on. These are the devil's Come counterfeits. Yep. The devil's lettuce. Like, exactly. Why are you eating the devil's salad all the time? Well, God gave it to me. Well, God didn't tell you. God gave us poison ivy. We don't smoke that. Exactly. So just because God gave us something doesn't give us a license. And Paul even said it might be lawful, but it's not beneficial. Yes. Yes. Is marijuana beneficial to my spiritual life? Absolutely no. not. Is getting tattoos beneficial to my spiritual life? No. No. Is drinking? Let's go into that. Is that spiritual? Is that beneficial for my spiritual life? No. Like this last week, man, I've been coming hard against Christians that drink. Yeah. And again, we're running to defend drinking. They'll defend we're, drinking more than they'll defend the gospel. Absolutely. Isn't that crazy? Absolutely. I'm and, so tired of this and, lukewarmness, dude. And these are companies that are supporting marriages being destroyed. Yep. We don't have to give you verses. We can, but we don't have to. Yeah. Marriages being destroyed because of alcohol. Uh, leading, leading cause of accidents, yep. leading cause of verbal abuse and physical abuse. Yep. And everything you can think of happens when you drink. Yet here we are, Christians, again, participating in drinking, yeah. participating in partying. Oh, it's only one glass of wine, brother. Well, the Bible literally says it's when it's like getting bit by a, a viper. Yes, yes. Drinking wine is like getting bit by a viper. I don't see you going around snakes and be like, oh, look, the snake's biting yeah. you. Enjoying it. <laughs> we are participating in things that the Bible lumps up with fornication and jealousy and envy and drunkenness like it's all in the same verse yes so for me again it goes back to this whole podcast tonight how could i get so far from the world yes how could i run so far from what are your thoughts on christians and drinking that oh it's just one drink brother who cares right yeah i mean why would you want to tamper with like these demonic devices now i understand yes when we take communion we do wine and bread, and that's fine. If you're doing it for communion and, you know, it's like an outward expression of what the Lord has done for us, that's fine. But no Christian can tell me, like, oh, yeah, man, like, it's okay. We can just have a little whiskey here and there. A little always leads to a lot. You yes. can't you can't give Satan an inch because he will go a mile. And so us as Christians, when we try to test the levels of how much sin we can partake in, we're always going to lose because that stuff is very appealing to our flesh. And Satan knows that. And that's why Satan props up these ideologies yep. that Christians can't can partake in getting, you know, Christians can't partake in drinking. Christians can't partake in smoking because he knows that even if he can get you to just bend that inch yes. or compromise on that one thing, boom, your flesh is going to be so excited. And now he's got you back where he wants you. I am not giving, we have to understand I am in a war against Satan and demons and fallen angels that have plotted on me since I was born, that have literally plotted on me since I was in the womb. I'm not giving them a single second to come and wreak havoc in my life. And if I'm legalistic for that, praise God, because I'd rather be legalistic than a lukewarm that's going to be burning in the lake of fire for eternity. I want to be with my father. The difference between me and these people that think I'm too crazy for the gospel is I actually want to be with my father in heaven. Come on. You know, I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, I know about Jesus, but like, oh, I just don't want to give up this stuff. Like, this stuff makes me feel good. Jesus Christ should make you feel good. Absolutely. You know, and if he doesn't, then there's a problem. You got to, like, get in the word more. You got to get discipled. You got to have encounters. You know, like, when I had that encounter with Jesus, I didn't want these things. And how many of us have grown up in church but never had an encounter? Absolutely. People have grown up in the pulpit their whole lives 
Never heard about repentance. Never heard about what salvation is once. Never heard about what the cross did. All they know is, oh yeah, Jesus died and rose again. But you got to know the fullness of the gospel because the fullness of the gospel will increase the love in your heart and you will start to burn for the Lord Jesus. And I just want to burn for him, man. And by me burning for him, I don't want to partake in the things that Christians want to play around with because it's just not worth it. Absolutely. And, and guys, you're hearing this from guys who used to drink all the time. Like I used to drink almost every single day. I was fully addicted. God delivered me. You used to drink all the time and party. We're not coming from, oh, we were just raised in church. We never drank. We don't know anything about it. I lost, I've lost track of how many times I was out there drunk, acting like an idiot. Yeah. I never drank and then went and did something productive. Right. I always wanted to, let me go break down a mailbox. Let me go see if I could flirt with this person. Let yeah. me go jump off a bill. Let me go jump off the roof. Let me try to come out, jump out of a moving car. It, it makes you want to do reckless things. Every demonic encounter I had in the world was after drinking. Yep. The time where a voice told me when I was on the 13th floor of a hotel, jump off the balcony was when I was drinking for loco, when I was yeah. hammered drunk. When that demon said, take your life right before I got saved. Yep. This is not for the believer. Yes. And this goes back to, we are set apart people. We've yes. been called out of darkness. Exactly. We are aliens. The Bible says we're peculiar. We're just passing through. Yes. So again, guys, why are we defending these things? And the American church, and really the American church calls this crazy because they're yes. mad that, well, my pastor drinks. Like, I can't even imagine trying to witness to someone with a beer in my hand. Yeah. Like, have you ever done a deliverance with a beer in your I hand? I would laugh at you. If I was in the world Absolutely. and you're trying to preach the gospel to me with a beer in your hand, I'm literally laughing at you. Absolutely. Because you're a hypocrite. Yep. And Jesus, one of the things that Jesus disliked the most was hypocrites. Yes. So you want to tell me that you serve the same God as me, but you're living a lifestyle that my God in the flesh condemned. And... And alcohol kills brain cells. We yep. know this scientifically. You don't yep. get brain cells back. Some of you are like, oh, it's fine. I get them back. No, brain cells never come back once they die. Right. And I'm not trying to be rude, but some of you in the chat, you need every brain cell you can get. <laughs> you need every last. Like some of us are low. Well, I feel like we're low on brain cells. So oh, why, are we, why are bro. we drowning our brain cells and drinking ourselves to a fit? Yeah. And then every alcoholic would say it started with one drink. So just put it down. Tonight, yes. I dare you. I know there's you. There's 3,000 of you right now live, okay? The number down there, 3,000. There's a lot of you that drink. We get it. Here's my challenge to you tonight. Go pour every bottle of wine. Well, it was aged for so long. It was, who cares what salary it was in, how much you paid. Go dump all your whiskey, all your vodka, all your wine, yes. all your white claws, yes. everything down the drain. I don't even know what people drink out here now, but whatever your famous drink is that you're drinking out here, dump it down the toilet, dump it down the drain, Start praying, start reading, start fasting. This, you, this has no place in your home. This has no place in your home at all. Everybody who does that, post that and tag both of us yes. on like Instagram or whatever platform you use. And we'll start, I'll start sharing those. Like, really? praise God. Because, yo, in the, book of, in the book of Acts, when they received the gospel, yes. they burned all the witchcraft books, bro, that were worth so much money because Jesus Christ is worth more than any monetary gain that you could get here. Jesus Christ is is what it's like being a trillionaire, but it's even more because it can't compare. Absolutely. No, no wealth on this earth can compare to the wealth that we have in Jesus Christ. Yes. And so it's like, I don't care about how much this costs me. It's not going to take me to where I need to go. Absolutely. It's not worth it. It's yep. not worth it. Get rid of it all tonight. Dump it out in the toilet. Get rid of your marijuana. Go throw it in the trash. Don't sell it. We don't sell idols. We don't trade idols. Get rid of all of them, whether yep. it's games God's telling you, movies, music, whatever it is, 
Some of you, listen, it's time to throw out the music. You're no longer a Swifty. You're a yes. son and daughter of God. Yes. Throw out the Taylor Swift. <laughs> throw out the Beyonce. Yeah. Throw out the Drake. Whatever it is. Like, go all in. Mm-hmm. Get radical. You've been radical about everything but God. Mm-hmm. You've let everyone else use you but God. Yes. When are you going to let God use you? When are you going yes. to start getting radical for the things of God? This is when God will show up in your life. God yep. does not move if there's not a sacrifice. Right. People are like, I don't have any fire in my life because the altars are empty. Exactly. There's no sacrifice. You have to put Come that on. on the altar. I dare all 3,000 of you to think about tonight. What am I going to sacrifice to God tonight? What am I going to give up? Maybe it's TikTok. Maybe it's Instagram. Maybe it's social media. Maybe it's drinking. Maybe it's partying. Maybe it's smoking. Maybe it's cigarettes. Do we even have to say this, Nick? Yeah, like, yeah. why are we out here? I don't here, know why we need to say why this. Why are we out here smoking still? Yeah, like, I, I go get to it. services and there's a whole group of people outside witnessing and talking about revival and smoking cigarettes. What? You're literally killing. Is that actually happening? Oh, yeah, all the time. Just the event we just did. All oh the time gosh, it's normal. Dude. You're killing yourself. You're literally killing yourself. Put down the cancer sticks. This is the Surgeon General here. Put down the cancer sticks, <laughs> get rid of them, and go in for God. Yeah. There's also a growing trend. So you have Christians out drinking here, smoking here, partying. But I've seen now this big infiltration of Islam. This is something you spoke about. Islam yes. is becoming trendy. Mm-hmm. It's becoming popular. I know there's Muslims that watch me. I don't know yeah. how they still watch me, but they do. <laughs> um, Islam's a growing thing. Talk a little bit about some of the content you've made exposing Islam, exposing mm-hmm. this false occult religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, YouTube, be nice to us, okay? Yeah, please. They talk bad about us. Let us just say yeah, what yeah, the yeah, truth for is. Real. But what are some of the stuff you've been talking about? Because there's a lot of young guys getting in and becoming Muslims now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've noticed now a trend with a lot of the new uh, social media phenomena, the new social media you know, gurus, so yep. to speak, of this day and age are promoting Islam and discouraging Christianity. The reason why they promote Islam is not because it's the one true religion, but because Islam is pleasing to the sinful man because it allows polygamy with the idea of God, right? Uh, At the end of the day, nobody can deny the fact that there's this inner longing to understand there is a creator. However, Christianity is not appealing to them because they have to deny their flesh and they can't act on their lustful passions. Whereas Islam alters this satanic alternative of, hey, you can still believe in God and God will be pleased with you because God will condone you having multiple wives. Mm. And the reason why these red pill guys in this alpha male community likes Islam so much is because it affirms their lifestyle. But the God of the Bible is not going to affirm your sinful lifestyle. And so they're not against Christianity because there's lukewarmness in the church, because obviously the Bible talks about in the last days how there's going to be a great falling away If you read your Bible, you would know that. But a lot of these people who don't read the Bible, they say, oh, well, there's a drag queen in church, so Islam has to be the true religion. No, that's all a cover-up, dude. They just want an excuse to live in their sin. You know, I like... Uh, I like some of these, you know, guys that are promoting masculinity and stuff because that is needed. And unfortunately, uh, effeminate culture has infiltrated the church and made our Christian men weak. But at the same time, these gurus of masculinity, they're leading people straight to hell because they're they're literally creating a God uh, of their choosing, which is available through Islam. Right. Mm. Because the whole Islam phenomena is like. I'll be multiple wives, and even even Muslims believe that, like, in heaven, it's just going to be, like, uh, a giant party of fornication, essentially, you know? Um, and this is appealing for red pill guys, because at the end of the day, the red pill community is driven by demonic spirits of lust. And so that's why Islam is going to become so popular, because Islam, like, think about it. Okay, if I'm a man who's literally driven to 
essentially hook up with every girl that I see, and I see a doctrine that affirms that and condones that, am I not going to identify with that, right? And so that's just what we're seeing, man. It's Islam satisfies the flesh and not the spirit. Yeah, and I think, uh, I don't know if you know this, but Andrew Tate posted one of my shorts on his social media, but my short was so ironic, and I don't know if he, he was just low IQ when he posted this. It was me calling out a drag queen pastor, and yeah. I was saying, I'm a Christian pastor. This is wrong. Yeah. This is not Christianity. We don't stand for this. Andrew Tate posted my video and said, this is why I'm a Muslim, because Christians are basically have drag queen pastors. Yeah. And I was like, bro, I literally was calling out the drag queen pastors. Yeah, literally. Like, we're, the same reason why he's saying he's a Muslim is the same reason why we're Christian. Exactly. Because we're going hard against the enemy. We're right. raising a standard, but... Yep. This, these guys like Andrew Tate and Sneeko and all of them, they want to still be able to drink and still smoke and still right. sleep around and still do all the stuff they want to do and then still have their their Islam, still have their you prayer three times a day or whatever. Exactly. And it's they're all they're doing is making Islam look worse than it already looks. Exactly. Which, by the way, if you guys don't know, Islam was created 600 years after Christ died and resurrected. Yes. Like, it was literally a DLC for Christianity. It was, yeah. it was an extra add-on. And when Muhammad got his vision, you can go look this up, Muhammad got a vision and said a de came to his family and said a demon came to me. He was suicidal yep. and depressed, and his family said, "No, it wasn't a demon; it was an angel." Yep. And that's where he got his revelation from. Yeah, the complete roots are absolutely demonic, absolutely occult-like. Yeah, and yet now you have a bunch of these young guys going, "Oh, I want to be Muslim. Oh, I want to be, I want to be Islam. Oh, I want to be part of this because, uh, you know, I'm going to be." And it promotes. I don't even want to go into that because I'll get taken down, but a whole yeah. bunch of demonic, ungodly things. Oh, it's yeah. a demonic occult religion. Yeah. And young guys, are, do not get swept up into this. Yeah. Jesus is the way, the truth, and life. Come He's on. He's not just a prophet. Jesus is God. Yes. He's the only God. He's yes. the first. He's the last. He's creator God. Yep. And this whole Islam lie, I did a whole video on exposing this cult because a lot of young guys want to be tough. They want to be this, and they get involved in this, and there's so many things that are wrong with it, so many things that are anti-Christ, yep. anti-biblical, and uh, it's just a mess right now what's happening. It's an absolute mess, and like, um, oh man, I, just, I rebuke Satan trying to make me confused. I had this amazing bar. I was just no worries, spit. man. Uh, yeah, with, uh, with Islam, too. Uh, oh, yeah, this is what it is. There we go. Haha, <laughs> the devil lost. I got my memory back. <laughs> uh, so, you. Uh, you know, one of the reasons when you when you look at the Quran, it's it's an exact copy of the Bible, right? And um, the reason why is because Muhammad actually he married a Catholic woman because Muhammad used to be extremely poor and he had to marry this like super old woman who was a Catholic, like just to make bread, right? And they like, I mean, my my man had a sugar mama, um, and <laughs> oh man, the mother's gonna get no, us out yeah, about yeah, this. I don't care, bro. I've done so many videos about it by now. Um, yeah, he basically had a sugar mama who was a Catholic, and she literally. Uh, gave him the Bible and the Torah and showed him what to copy. So when Muslims are like, oh, well, we believe in the same things. Yeah, because y'all copied us. This came 650 years after the Bible. And it literally says in the Quran that you have to obey the Torah and the Gospels. Mm. You know, but then they want to be like, oh, well, it's been rewritten so many times. But Muhammad literally said that you have to obey it. So even if in your knowledge it's been rewritten, you're still going against your own prophet because you're not obeying it like the Quran tells you yep, to. Yep. It's pretty interesting stuff, yeah. man. And a lot of people are getting swept into that cult. They're getting swept into Mormonism, which is an yeah. absolutely complete cult. They're getting s 
sucked into the Jehovah's Witness, which is a was which is a cult. You know, John 10, 38, Jesus said, don't believe me, believe the signs and wonders and miracles and know that I'm in the Father and the Father's in me. The gospel gives you a fresh start. It's obviously Christianity is the largest religion in the world, mm -hmm. but it's real. There's life-changing power. Mm -hmm. Muhammad is not going to deliver you. Right. If you pray in the name of Allah, you pray in the name of Muhammad, whatever false God you're praying to, there's no deliverance. There's no life change. There's no coming out of drugs. There's no coming out of alcohol. There's no freedom. These are complete false religions. Sadly, these young people are clueless about, mm -hmm. and they don't realize that they are, you know, they're promoting these false religions. There's a stark difference between Muhammad's last words and Jesus Christ's last words. Come on. Right? So the difference between, well, okay, last words. Well, tech, okay, let me rephrase this. There's a stark difference in Muhammad and Jesus because Muhammad said before his uh before he passed away although i'm an apostle of of allah i know not what allah will do to me whereas jesus christ literally said that this temple will be destroyed and raised up again in 3 days mm. jesus christ was prophesying his own death and resurrection yet muhammad didn't know what was going to happen to him when he passed away i'm sorry but i'm going to go with the guy that knew exactly how he was going to die and rise again come rather on. than a guy who didn't know what the end of his life was going to concur come on you know and so they want to be like oh well you know, Jesus is a prophet. Jesus isn't God. I rebuke that demonic line. I send it back to the pits of hell where it came from. I rebuke every single altar of Baal that has creeped into our culture yep. and try to promote this false doctrine. Any doctrine that goes against Jesus Christ, like the book of, Gala of the book of Galatians says, is a cursed doctrine. Let that man be accursed, it says. If, if, if we or an angel preach any gospel unto you other than what you have received, let them be a curse. People are under God's curse if they reject the God of the Bible, Jesus Christ. And that's just a fact. Don't hate me. I'm just the messenger. Take it up with God yourself if you're triggered. Come on. Amen. <laughs> There's another doctrine I want to talk to you about, and then we could go into whatever you feel or whatever you want to flow into, is uh, once saved, always saved. <laughs> oh, this done, oh. done. This is an L. This is huge. It's popular. Huge L. I've had multiple videos made about me this week because I'm not once saved, always saved. This is the idea. And another doctrine. Yeah. That Props up the flesh that gives you a license to sin yep. that says you can still be saved. And you'll talk to these guys. You'll say, okay, if I'm truly saved, I'm born again. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I have fruit of salvation. And then I go back and I sin. And am I still saved? Oh, yeah, brother, you're still saved. You can never lose your salvation. There's and no scripture to support that. That's right. The once saved, always saved doctrine is truly demonic from the pits of hell. It actually says in the Bible it would be better if they didn't know the way of truth yep. rather than to turn away from the holy commandment that was given to them. Right. And so this whole once saved, always saved doctrine of, oh, well, you know, if I as long as I believed in Jesus, I can sin all I want. I don't really need to like be sold out. Uh, I'm sorry. The book of James says even the demons believe and they yep. tremble. It doesn't matter if you believe in Jesus. What is the fruit of your lifestyle? Yes, we are justified by faith and not by our works. But true faith is following what the Bible says. Right. right? Because how are we going to like have faith in God and then not do anything that he says. That's dead faith and it's not faith at all. And so when when we when we hear this false doctrine of once saved, always saved, it is legitimately blasphemy and it's heresy. Yep. And anybody who is teaching this stuff really needs to re-examine what the Bible says because this doctrine, once again, like all these other false doctrines, are appealing to the flesh. If once saved, always saved is true, what's stopping me right now from rolling up a wood? Yeah. Honestly, bro. Yep. It's like we... Jesus Christ didn't die to set us free from sin so that we could feel comfortable in going back into sin, right? right? And they want to say, oh, well, we sin every day, brother. Uh, 
No, we don't, bro. Like, maybe we fall into stuff once in a while, but this isn't something that's constantly on my mind. Like, well, I got to sin today. You know yep, what I mean? Yep. Like, no, dude, I'm, I've been set free by the blood of Jesus Christ. If you have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you, you're going to be convicted about sin, not try to justify it. It's completely satanic, man. And, um, you know, uh, one thing, shout out to my brother, Mapalo. I don't know if he's watching come on, this. Come he, on. Ta- he made a video recently how it says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, right? It's like... Yeah, this is speaking about past tense. We were sinners, but we're not anymore. The Bible says that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. All these Christians want to teach this false theology. Oh, I'm a sinner saved by grace. Stop speaking word curses over yourself. You are not a sinner anymore. You are the, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And I'm tired of us being comfortable into wanting to go back into the lifestyle that Jesus set us free from. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a justification of living in the flesh, not dying to self, not surrendering everything. And I know the once saved, always saved guys would say, well, if you sin, you were never truly a Christian. But then if you sin, you don't lose your salvation. It's very convoluted. And the only way to be once saved, always saved is to be able to say, I know who was saved and who wasn't. Mm -hmm. Because they say, if you do sin, you were never truly saved. So they're telling us whether we were saved or not. And then they're saying, well, it's okay to sin because then you won't lose your salvation in case you do. I'll say the fruit of once saved, always saved is a loose life where you can kind of just do what you want. It's like, oh, now if I do this, I'm never going to lose my salvation. We know Jesus never taught that. Jesus taught you must surrender everything. You must lay it all down. You must follow me. If you look at Revelation, he says, and I will not blot your name out. Those that overcome, I will not blot your name out. So if once saved, always saved existed, how would our name be blotted out? Exactly. And then you look at the branch that's removed, that's connected and doesn't bear, bear fruit. So God says, I'll cut you off. You look at people, the Bible says in Galatians, they will fall from grace. And how can you fall from grace if there's once saved, always saved? It just doesn't make sense. It's super popular right now and is being preached all over the country. And the Bible says, like Emmanuel just said in the chat, those who endure till the end shall be saved. Dude, shout out to Emmanuel. I was just going to quote that the, scripture. Those who endure till the end. So if we're not enduring, if we're not walking this thing out, and my view on salvation is very, yes, you are saved. But the Bible says, if you endure, you shall be saved. Yes. So we have to live right. We have to walk holy yes. until we're standing before God. Oh, they're going to hate me for this, Isaiah. But the Bible says that without holiness, no one will see the That's Lord. Right. So you're telling me that I can live a life of complete unholiness, right? And still see Jesus on judgment day. I'm sorry, my guy. That's not how it works. And you need to repent because you're on your way to hell. Absolutely. Honestly. And like, there's, there's no more... Nick, there's no more fear of hell anymore. There's no more talk of hell. There's something I want to talk about because you've been talking recently about it. This idea that there is a literal place we could debate whether it's in the center of the earth, where wherever you believe it is. I know what I believe, but you could believe on whatever you want. There is a literal place that so many of our friends and family are going to. And we're here arguing about these trivial doctrines when we have friends and family that are going to a place of eternal torment, Mm -hmm. of eternal damnation, and we're not opening up our mouths, we're not talking about hell, we're not thinking about hell. In fact, most of us in the chat, almost 3,200 people, have not thought about hell at all this last week, this last few weeks. Yeah, this is a place where 150,000 people die every single day. Yes. And the Bible says most of them are going to hell. Yeah. It says narrow is the way that leads to life. And if you find it, broad is the way to lead to destruction. And many go by that way. And so, man, that you've been making videos on this. Talk to us a little bit about your revelation of hell. Yeah. Kind of how you woke up reading, I believe it was 23 minutes in hell and some of these mm-hmm. experiences where people die. Yeah. You go somewhere. Yeah. I know a lot of you are like, I don't believe in near-death experiences. I don't believe in the afterlife, people coming back. Listen, if you die, and this is my belief, I could be wrong. You guys can debate me, whatever. 
If you die, you're going to go somewhere. If yes. you die and go to hell, and then doctors through medical technology and uh, the advancements of technology are able to now revive your body, and now you come back to your body, there's thousands of accounts of people saying, I died on an operating table and I was in hell. Mm -hmm. Are all these people making it up, or are these real experiences people are having right. where they're going to this literal place of hell. Talk a little bit about some of the content you've made and some of the awakening you had, like reading <laughs> Bill Weese's book, 23 Minutes in Hell and all yeah. that. Yeah, so when I first got saved and I was looking at a lot of hell testimonies, it was terrifying. Yes. But the Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and wisdom. So I was acquiring knowledge and wisdom by understanding the consequences of my actions. And mm. when I was looking at these hell testimonies, this was motivation to get rid of the sin that I was in bondage of because I'm I'm a rational guy, so I'm looking long-term. Okay, I can have like, you know, maybe 80, 90 years on this earth partaking in these things that I already want to be free from and then spend eternity in hell, or I can give up these things and spend eternity in heaven. And as a logical man, I look at these things and I'm like, well, the long-term investment here, uh, seems more plausible if I am just to quit this sin and live a life of righteousness so I could be in heaven, right? Mm. Like, like it just didn't make sense to me. I'm not allowing this backwood that I'm rolling up to send me to hell. If there's like a spiritual dimension out there where I can go to heaven, I don't really need to partake in the sin. Mm. And so that was motivation enough was the revelation of hell for me. Because when you get a revelation of hell, you know, and you see how wicked it is and you see how hopeless it is, watching all of these hell testimonies, you don't want to partake in these things anymore because it's like, why like, why would I continue to walk in the things that I know are going to lead me here, yeah. right? Um, the reason why a lot of Christians don't want to really like give up sin is because, number one, hell isn't preached anymore. Number two, revelations of hell haven't been delivered anymore. And, you know, there's no, there's no fear of God anymore. And I'm sorry, but, like, you need to have that healthy fear of the Lord, because if that's the fear that's going to save your souls, then glory to God. When you jump out of a, when you jump out of a helicopter, right? Uh, you have that fear almost, right? When you're doing like skydiving, mm. right? You have that fear of like, oh, I got to get this parachute on because this parachute's going to save my life, right? But here as Christians, we don't feel the same way. Uh, you know, when when we realize these things are going to take people to hell, we got to have a healthy fear of the Lord, bro. And so one of the reasons why I started preaching was because I had godly sorrow for these people that were going to spend eternity separated from God. Yes. I, I Like I couldn't receive the knowledge of Jesus Christ and be comfortable with the fact that this whole world is going to be perishing in their iniquity far away from the presence and glory of God. So good. Yeah. It was yeah. Just... Paul said, knowing the terror of the Lord, I persuade men. Yes. You look at one of the, I won't say the only motivator, but what was the motivating fact that Paul had when he's preaching the gospel, when he's going and traveling, getting shipwrecked stone, Paul said, Oh, I know something. And that is, the terror of God. Mm -hmm. That God, that's why Jesus said, fear God. Yes. Don't fear the Roman legion, who, by the way, guys, the Roman soldiers were torturing Christians for entertainment purposes only. Yeah. They were torturing, having pleasure in torturing Christians in the Colosseum. Mm -hmm. And here comes the Apostle Paul. And, I mean, here comes Jesus and says, don't fear the Roman legion. Don't fear them who could destroy your body Fear God who could destroy both body and soul in hell. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, fear God yes. because of hell. Yes. And we have people in the chat, we shouldn't be afraid of God. Where's that in the Bible? Mm -hmm. They say, well, oh, fear is just reverence. It doesn't mean just reverence. Mm -hmm. It actually means there's a holy, healthy terror 
that yes. I am terrified of what God can do to me. Yes. When I live in sin, now we know that hell was not made for man. Right. Hell was made for the devil and his angels that mm -hmm. when God judges in Revelation chapter 20, chapter 20, verse 10, when God's going to throw the devil into hell and the false prophet and the beast, the, the hell is not the devil's address. It's his destination. So mm -hmm. he doesn't live in hell. That's not where the devil's headquarters is. His headquarters is the earth. Yeah. He's the God lowercase of this earth. Mm -hmm. Jesus called him the ruler of this world. The mm -hmm. book of Re Revelation says he rules all of the inhabitants of the earth. Mm -hmm. So the devil's not just chilling, you know, smoking weed in hell. That is not where the devil is. Yeah. Hell was not created for man. This is a place that men go who don't want God. Yes. You rejected. God says you rejected me. You didn't want nothing to do with me. You hated me. Let me ask the atheist in the chat this question and the unbeliever. Why would a loving God, why would a loving God send someone to hell? Let me ask you this. Why would a loving God send you somewhere you don't want to go? Exactly. Why would a loving God send you to heaven to be with him forever when you want nothing to do with him? Yep. That wouldn't be loving. You're like, oh, I don't want to go there. And I'm like, oh, let me send you there forever. How is that loving? Exactly. A loving God says, oh, you don't want nothing to do with me? There's only two places. There's yep. heaven or hell. Yep. So if you want nothing to do with me, I'm going to send you in a place where I'm not, mm -hmm. where there's no life. And that's justice. There's, I mean, he's, there's no joy. And, and, and that's 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 a just dis decision because it's like the Satan wanted his own kingdom. So God gave it to him. Yes. Satan rebelled in heaven. And God's like, all right, you want a kingdom away from me? Here you go. Take it. Right. God is not going to give you something contrary to what you asked for. And you don't understand there are laws in the spiritual realm. If you live your whole life denying God and hating God, why would he send you to heaven where it's full of God? He is not going to, he's not going to like do something against your will. Even when you're getting judged, mm. your free will is going to decide where you're going to end up, you know? And I just hope, man, that people come to that realization sooner because there are serious consequences for rejecting God. Yes. Think about it this way. He gave you everything. He gave you breath in your lungs. He gave you, uh, you know, water, food, shelter, oxygen to breathe. And you still reject him here? Mm. You still reject, like, the very creator that has literally given you everything you want in life, and you think he's going to send you somewhere uh, where he is? If you yeah. already rejected this stuff on earth, why is he going to continue to sh have his presence be around you? I just need people to understand, like, and, I, and here's the other thing is, like, Jesus is going to say, depart from me, I never knew you, right? And he's allowing you to choose your fate, mm. right? Like, a lot of people think, well, why would a, govin uh, uh, a loving God send people to hell? My dude, you are sending yourself there yes. because you are not aware of the spiritual implications of your disobedience. Yes. Hell is the default location of every human being. Mm -hmm. So, again, God is not sending there. You're headed there. Yes. Like, that is where you're going by default because you are born a sinner. Yes. You were born into sin. So, by default, every person's going to hell, mm -hmm. and Jesus Christ makes a way where there is no way. Mm -hmm. There's no way for me to get to heaven in mm -hmm. my sin. In the same way, if someone who is a liar, who's a thief, who's a child molester, who's a murderer, mm -hmm. knocks on your door and says, oh, by the way, I have all my bags. I'm coming to live with you. You would never let them come live with you. Mm -hmm. And then if they said, oh, and by the way, I'm coming to live with you forever, mm -hmm. yet that's how a lot of people think Judgment Day will be. Yeah. They, they're liars. They're thieves. They're cheaters. They spent all of their life rebelling against God, all of their life denying God, and you think you're going to get to heaven and mm -hmm. go, oh, by the way, let me in so I can come live with you. Mm -hmm. God's like, you wouldn't let you in, yeah. yet you want me to let you in yeah. when you've broken every one of my laws. Because apart from the blood of Jesus and the grace of God, 
You've broken every law. Yeah. The Bible says if you broke one, you broke them all. Yes. So you are a thief. You are yep. a murderer. Mm -hmm. You're like, I am not a child molester. I'm not a murderer. I'm a thief. If you are unrepentant, you're not covered by the blood. Yes, you are. Yep. When you stand before a righteous, holy God, you will have no excuse. So your default destination is hell. Yep. You're on your way. And Jesus says, I'm going to make a way where there is no way. I'm going to give you an alternative route. And I'm going to give you a chance to come and be in heaven for all of eternity with my father. And guess what? It's going to cost you nothing. All you have to do is accept this free gift. Yeah. And you have to live for me. Mm -hmm. You have to have a relationship with me. Mm -hmm. And then when you stand in, on judgment day, I will acknowledge you before my father because you acknowledge me before men. Yeah. Yet many people think, oh, well, I'm going to be fine. No, you're not. Beloved, if you're not a Christian, you're on your way to somewhere that is infinitely more terrible than anything we can describe. You want to know you, the... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, there's this revelation that the Lord keeps putting on my heart to share, and I keep ignoring it, and I was growing like more and more convicting, Come so on. I have to get it go off ahead. my chest. All right. You want to know, and this is like a little bit off topic. It's about heaven. I mean, it's the, kind of on the same topic, but just the opposite of hell, basically. You want to know the magnitude of the spiritual reality of your existence. The Bible says in Jeremiah 1.5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Meaning that God knew us before we were formed here on this physical earth, mm. right? Um, there's a testimony uh, of an atheist who had passed away and he had an out-of-body experience where he was sent up to heaven. And when he was sent up to heaven, these angels around him were calling him like general something, right? They were calling him a general. And he's like, why are you calling me by that name? And they're like, you don't understand. Before you were put here on this earth, you were a high-ranking general in the kingdom of God. Came back into his body and became a born-again on-fire believer. Mm. God literally had assignments for us in the spirit realm. And this is revelation, bro, before we were born. Because think about it, right? When we're told to repent, we're told to do something again. When we're born again, we are doing something again, right? Mm. We are having the mind of Christ again. But how can we have the mind of Christ if the book of Psalms says that we were born into sin and iniquity? The wow. only way that that's possible, man, is by us existing in the spirit with God. I truly believe this, and the testimonies verify this, right? And to understand that is going to cure depression. To understand that is going to cure anxiety. To understand that is going to cure any lie of the enemy because when you realize the value that your life has, the value that God sees in you, when you realize that you have a purpose to fulfill here and finish where you left off up there, depression has to go. Come anxiety on. has to go. All of these demonic things that try to take you to the realm that you were never supposed to be in, they have to go. You have a value and a purpose in your life. God is not done with you. You, he's just getting started with you and your life matters. I feel like there's people watching here who are enjoying us preach and they love the word that we're preaching, but they're dealing right now with insecurity. They're dealing right now with shame. They're dealing like they're dealing with thoughts where they just don't want to live anymore. Keep up the fight because you have a mission to accomplish. God is just getting started with you. And I truly feel that, bro. The Lord wanted me to share that because as you were talking, I kept having this gnawing tug of my spirit talk about this because yeah. there's somebody here right now watching who's going through extreme depression. I don't know who it is. Yeah. And, I'm, you know, this is new for me. I've I've been able to re recently, like, uh, you know, get words of knowledge and stuff. This has happened like just a month ago, you know, Come which on. is praise God. We should pray for these things. Yes. We should desire these things like the Bible says, but I just truly feel that bro. And so I, I'm sorry to interrupt you on the hell no, rant, but no, I, I had to all. get that out because if I didn't, I was just going to feel super convicted. So good, bro. Yeah. I think it's so important that we realize the truth of heaven, the truth of hell, 
because we have such a short life. 70 years is nothing compared to a trillion years, a billion mm -hmm. years. And it's hard to fathom, you know, that there's a place where people are being tormented, where there's complete isolation, complete hopelessness, complete darkness. And so many people are headed there. You, you hear people that die and I'm like, when you hear an unbeliever die, it's the, to me, it's the saddest thing because you know where they went. And we can mm -hmm. say, oh, well, they went to heaven. And, but the Bible says very few people are going to heaven. Yeah. Difficult is the way. And, and disciples in Luke 13 said, how many are going to be saved? Mm -hmm. And Jesus said, narrow is the door mm -hmm. and broad is the way that leads to death. And so few, few people is the answer. He says, most are going to go through that narrow door and they're not going to be saved. And you might get mad at God saying, well, why would God allow all these people? Again, God is not allowing it. But I also want to be clear that it's not the devil throwing people into hell. It's actually God. Yeah. Jesus says it's, it's God the Father who's throwing people and destroying people mm -hmm. because they choose to reject him. Right. So today, guys, choose to serve him. Yes. Choose today. You know, we're almost two hours into this broadcast. We're going to pray for you guys right here. And then we're going to hang out with the chat, read mm -hmm. some of the donations that come in and, and answer some questions. You guys have any questions for Big Nick, you guys can ask him here in a minute and we'll read them and stuff like that. But man, I just want to pray over you guys. If you want to pray anything, you can. I know you kind of just did right now, but I just want to pray over you guys that the Holy Spirit would touch you. Yeah. Is there any closing thoughts you had before I pray over the people and we pray or anything you want to say that I, we might have missed? Yeah, absolutely. I just want to say, man, well, I just want to you know end this before we start praying for people and maybe answering some questions. This is a great channel to watch and a great channel to tune in. I'm telling you, when I first got saved and God had given me like an anointing of boldness, there was very few people, and I'm not like trying to discredit other people's ministries, but there was very few people who had the same level of intensity that I was so craving and hungry for. And when I started watching Thanks, Isaiah's man. videos, it was like a breath of fresh air. Finally, somebody actually is taking this as serious as it should be. And so I'm just so honored, bro, to be here with such an amazing man of God. I'm Thank so you, thankful man. for you, bro. Like you are doing so much. And we don't see this because sometimes it's like a numbers on a screen. Yeah. And we get desensitized. We're not seeing like the real life experiences that this is creating but bro you are doing so much for the lord man and thank you, bro. i just truly honor you bro and i'm thank so thankful you. that you even like allow me to be here man honestly Thanks, man. it means a lot i feel the same about you i love what god is doing in your life the way he brought you out of that darkness the way he brought you out of the world and now you're doing christian content you're blowing up i love it i'm cheering you on i'm praying i love to see you functioning in the gifts and deliverance and miracles i'm just glad you didn't go down that boring crusty route of cessationism thinking yeah, yeah. <laughs> that the gifts aren't for today and god isn't alive and that starting getting so that, demonic, into that dude. one saved always saved i buy that back to hell in jesus on, day i'm bro. glad that you're on fire on. you know you're on pastor rich and some of these other yeah. guys and it's just amazing. Uh, let's pray for those in the chat. Father, yeah. we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. I just pray, Lord, that you would just bring breakthrough, that you'd bring deliverance, that you'd bring salvation, even the fear of the Lord. I pray, Father, that you would send the fear of the Lord over every person watching, that there would be a holy boldness after hearing Nick's testimony. There would be a holy boldness to go proclaim your word, to get convicted, to just be bold for God. I pray, Holy Spirit, fill them in Jesus' name. I pray, Lord, over every person in the chat, Fill them with the Holy Spirit. Give them boldness. Every unclean spirit must leave. Every demonic power must be broken. Every spell that's put on you from the music industry, from the drinking, from the drugs, we break those demonic spells in Jesus' name. We break that demonic power in Jesus' name. Satan, you have no power. Yes. Leave our bodies. We are not your home. You must go in Jesus' name. We just pray the anointing of God, the delivering power of God, and Lord, just touch all those listening, invade homes, invade marriages, and just touch bodies right now in Jesus' name. If there's anything you got, man, you can pray. Go for it. Amen. Yeah, I mean, you pretty much said it all, but I just, you know, I just pray that everybody who's watching this, you know, 
the Lord's been leading me a lot to First Kings recently, and He's highlighted Elijah a lot. Come on. Right now, we are in a time where you have to choose: who are you going to serve, God or Satan? Are you going to be like Elijah that stands up to Jezebel, that mocks the prophets of Baal for their, you know, obviously false beliefs? Elijah wasn't playing around. He said, "Yeah, let your God go ahead and rain down fire from heaven." And and guess what? He had confidence because he knew that he did. And we have to be confident about our God. We have to be bold about our God. We can't cower down to Satan. We can't cower down Come to on. the agenda. We can't cower down to the world. You know why? Because God has given us boldness. The spirit, when you look in the Bible, people who received the spirit, one of the first things in their ministry was boldness. So I pray right now in Jesus name, everybody watching this gets a new revelation and a fresh anointing of boldness because this is the boldness that we need to endure till the very end. Lord. We overcome the world by the power of by the blood of Jesus Christ and the word of our testimony and our testimony has a certain bold element to it because it's a testimony like no other this is the God of the universe this is the God who created the believer and the unbeliever so I just encourage everybody it's time to be bold in this season. I'm not bold just to be controversial. I'm not bold just because I enjoy people making hate videos on me. I'm bold because I burn for Jesus Christ and I love the Lord. And I know all of you guys too. So I just pray that everybody gets fired up, man. I just pray that that boldness reaches you. I pray for Elijah anointings over everybody watching this right now. I pray for Delilah anoint or uh, wait. Is not it, Delilah. Not Delilah. Sorry, for, uh, forgive me, Lord. Elijah. Who, uh, no, no, no. Who is the girl? De Deborah. Yeah, Deborah. I rebuke, Deborah. I rebuke Delilah anointed. <laughs> I pray go. for Deborah. I pray for Deborah anointed over every woman yes. in Jesus Christ's Come mighty on. name. Yes. That was the worst. That was the worst slip <laughs> up ever, it. dude. I love it. Oh, that's hilarious. That'd be a good clip, but it's okay. Yeah, that, Praise the yo, Lord. Yo, Big Nick false teacher <laughs> yeah, exposed. Yeah. Big Nick putting curses on people. Yeah. Oh Wait, man, that, what an amazing night, guys. We're gonna hang out in the chat. As you guys know, I'm not doing my intro in the beginning i'm doing it at the end now so nico if you can scroll down in these uh notes and i'm going to do some of these announcements here and then also nico put the giving because you have four different hands put the giving link up as well i want to sew into nick's ministry oh, i want to sew you, into man. what god is doing with him i'm going to be giving him a love offering yeah good there you go oh, thank you i'm going to be giving a love offering so guys we're going to put the giving qr code it should be right there nico on obs so we said not delilah yeah i'm sorry not bro. Delilah. <laughs> we're going to put I that i got confused you oh, Emmanuel get... said big nick warlock exposed <laughs> come on <laughs> We're going to have some fun. I'm telling you, me and Big Nick should have a comedy podcast because we yeah. have some, when we're hanging out, we were making so many funny jokes. Uh, man, we've been having fun all day. But you guys can give, scan that. Don't dine and dash. This has been two hours of content we've been giving you guys for free. If you can't afford to give, don't apologize. Don't feel bad. But make sure that you give. You go ahead and put it right there. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. If you like what you heard, go to www.isaiahsaldivar.com for more content. And please follow me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Isaiah Saldivar. See you next week.